When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. I was Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Monday the 6th, and it's a fired-up, debateful show, Izzy, because Geordie Barrett accidentally kicked a bloke in the face, in my opinion, in your opinion mm. too, and it means in a red card, and the punters were fired up, weren't they? They were. They were fired up, mate. They were, yeah. Look, obviously, decision was made that it was a red card. I think it was the wrong decision. I don't think he intentionally tried to kick him in the head, but hey, we've all got our observations, and the public and the polls, choices poll thought that it was a yellow card so hey what do i know <laughs> you've only caught about a million <laughs> bombs in your career part of the initial <laughs> bomb squad sophie divine tony kemp great guests great great guests mate and we had paul moati tony kemp matt todd champion toddy mate he's an absolute legend great to chat to him and get his insights on what he thought of the loose four trio akiriwani having an absolutely barnstorming game so no great to chat to everyone tune in tomorrow same time for the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Beautiful. Um, welcome in. Morning, everybody. Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Five minutes past six in the morning. Six of September 2021. Louie here. Bears and Izzy. Well, I don't know where Baz is. He's en route to go over and make some of that sweet rupee. Izzy is down there in Ohoka, standing by, and we are going to get to him very shortly. When we do, well, we have got a lot to get through today on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Morning to you wherever you are around New Zealand, listening to SENZ. We appreciate your time. Whenever you listen, how's this for a text to start us Double eight, double three. Listening to the cricket overnight. Adam Collins and the team. Uh, it's Dom here from north of Westport. New Zealand frequency, not too sure. Well, I can tell you what frequency you would have been listening on there, Dom. You would have been listening on ninety three point three FM. Woo! Code word Henley. I'm off the grid, mate. Cooking rooster limbs and loving the cricket. Cheers. 
Oh, cheers, Don. I hope your rooster limbs were nice, and I hope you enjoyed that cricket. What a sporting weekend it was indeed, England and India. Uh, well, that match is poised beautifully heading into the last day. The US Open has been going on. We've got the Tour Championship today. Of course, the Warriors season ended poorly yesterday as well. And the All Blacks. Well, the All Blacks, in All Blacks fashion, absolutely dominated the third Bledisloe. And I could not be more glad, and I mean this, I could not be more glad to be welcoming in 66 Test, one of the great All Black outside backs, my friend Izzy Dag. Morning, Izzy. <laughs> Good morning, yes! Louis. How are you feeling? How are you feeling, mate? Are you feeling okay? Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm feeling you're great. A, you, uh, you had you're in good hands here. You had Trudy right there. She would have just held your hand the whole way through this, mate. You would have been fine. Morning, bro. How are you? Morning, morning. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I've uh, had a very, a very eventful weekend, but no, things are good. It's um, yeah. Had a, I watched some great sport. Of, you know, the things with um, when you when you got a bit of a sore foot, you can actually really milk it. So I just sat on the couch all day and went from the the U.S. Open women's tennis. Watch Ash Barty get beaten uh, yesterday by that American. She was outstanding. Actually, mm. watched that game and then straight into the Warriors. Watched a bit of the league, uh, turned that off relatively quick, and then, um, yeah. <laughs> then I went and watched the All Blacks, mate. So it was a great, great Sunday, and yeah, just just feed up, rested up, mate. How was your weekend? Oh, it was it was um, fast as it always seems to be. <laughs> I, I I love the mail run on Saturday morning, so I get to talk about racing and punting, and then I get to go and put my words into practice. So that was a well, trials and tribulations of a terrible punter. I think I could probably write a book that no one would read. But what, did I did I just hear? Can I just pick up on something you said? Did you just say when you have a sore foot? Now I know this is going to be a bit of a theme of the show, but for anybody listening at eight past six, I just feel like we should just let them in the tent nice and early here, so that you know it's what's going on down there with your foot. What do you mean? Uh, um. So I I bought a new pit bike. So it's a new little motorbike, and uh, yeah, I bought it on uh, on the weekend, and um, yeah, I just was was riding it, and I fell off, and I've broken my foot. So I've done an injury called the Liss Frank injury, and so I think Wednesday or Friday I've got to go have surgery, and they're going to put a plate and some bolts in my foot, and uh, yeah, get it back to normal. So it's a big injury. It's um. After I have surgery, I'm two months non-weight-bearing, so I'll be riding around on one of those scooters. So I've absolutely ruined my summer. Um, I'm so gutted. But hey, uh, look, the injury was a bit of a freak accident, um, and it could have been a lot worse too. So look, I'm happy that I've just come out with a little bit of a sore foot. Um, but the wife's not few. Uh, she's not very happy because <laughs> we've just bought a puppy too. I don't know if you know, but we've just got a little golden retriever. <laughs> so we've got... Three kids now, because I'm a big kid, and a golden retriever. So my wife, oh, man, I love her dearly. Sorry, darling. Oh, thoughts and prayers, Daisy Dag. Man. So you've you've broken a foot on, and when was this? This was before Father's Day, is it? Yes, yes. So this was um, Friday afternoon. So Friday afternoon, I was, so what happened, I was, uh, we lived down a long driveway, a long communal driveway um, out here in the hooker, and so I was hooning down the driveway, just, you know, got my new bike side, I was hurrying down the driveway, 
and uh, my neighbour was at his house. But anyway, well, he was going down his driveway, and uh, so he went left, and it's a blind spot. And then, what well, I don't know, but something that fell out of his pocket or something fell on the driveway. Anyway, he turned around to come back and get it, but I didn't see it. So I was honing back towards my house. He come back around the corner, and it just happened so quickly. He was there, and we were just about to go head on. So I bailed left, and um, well, when I bailed left, I must have landed on my foot, or the, or the bike's landed on my foot. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. That's how it's all happened. It happened really quick. But, like like I said, mate, I could we could have went head on and just been a whole lot worse. So uh, just just a silly little thing. Anyway, I've sold that bike. Uh, if anyone's looking for a pit <laughs> bike, I haven't sold it. But I'm up, it's up, I'm up for any offers. Uh, it's a little brand-new pit bike, and they're 140cc. They are fun. So if anyone's keen for a little pit bike, yeah, give us a text, double eight double three, and I might be able to do the deal for you. All right? That is... <laughs> That is quite unbelievable. Baz has gone away, and the day that he's left, <laughs> you've managed to. And then, oh, just it's it's quite amazing what we managed to come up with on the show. Double eight, double three. Did anybody have a worse Father's Day or a worse weekend than Izzy? But mm. hey, you as a professional athlete or a former pro athlete, do you are you pretty good with mm. um, injuries and pain and stuff? Have you, you would have had surgeries before, right? Yeah, I've I've had surgeries. I've been in on on um. You know, crutches and being on wheelchairs before. Look, they they aren't nice and they're not not enjoyable because just the simple things in life, you know, just going to the toilet or just getting up and and going to get a glass of water and you're on your crutches. It just it's it's an effort and it's it's you know you need a lot of help to do things. Like my wife's helping me put my shorts on, you know, like put my clothes on. So last night, obviously, we get up pretty early. Alarm goes off at twenty past four. So last night before bed, I was like, Daisy, can you dress me? So I don't have to wake you up at twenty past four. So I'm lying there and she's helping me put my shorts on, the undies on and and all that. So like and she's got two little kids that are snoring in the room and a little puppy down the road. So look, I guess after these three months I'm gonna have to really out to her because she's she's um she's doing an amazing job for me at the moment. So yeah, it's it's one of those look, it's it's a big rehab, uh, Louis, because uh, I don't, this is an injury that Owen Franks has just done, and he's just come back from it. So I've spoken to him the last couple of days, and it's 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 a huge, huge recovery because there's not much um, blood that goes to the to your foot, so it takes a really long time to heal. Right. Um. So look, the rehab. What's ahead of me is a, is a huge, long journey. Um. I need to do it because if you don't get it fixed, it, it affects your walking. You lose balance. You lose your mobility within your foot. Like you can't bend it because it's so locked and and stuck. Um. So it's a, it's a long journey. So you know, as he he doesn't do things in halves, he just goes the full full Monty, and um, that's what I've done. And yeah, so look, big journey here. But anyway, that's enough about me. There's been a hell of a lot of sport over the weekend, and I'm looking forward to diving in, especially this Bledisloe and what unfolded over there. And we all know that moment. That moment, I'm going to delve into it just after seven. And I want anyone out there that agrees or disagrees, give me a call. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. I'll be delving into that Geordie Barrett red card shambles. Anyway, there we go. Oh, dearie me. <laughs> I reckon at about, what time would it have been? Probably about, what, about half past six. I reckon New Zealand collectively went, oh, you, FS, FFS. I think that's the, the acronym. It's like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Mm. Anyway, I don't want to I don't want to go too early. I want to I kind of temper this one, Izzy. Um because mm. it's such a it's such a, a decisive um, what am I trying to say? It's such a divisive issue. Because on one hand, 
I can see the safety point of view, but on the other hand, where does common sense come in? So there's so many different parts to it. So I think it should be a bit of a theme throughout the show today. In general, the All Blacks, I mean, they mm. were just incredibly in sync, weren't they? I just, I can't quite believe how well they were playing. They were so good. They were so good, but uh, like they weren't polished. They weren't polished. Like the, the Wallabies, they they created so many opportunities in that game. They created, put them under so much pressure. But what's the biggest, um, you know, what's the biggest thing you see when when a team really cares about it is how they actually scramble back and they they get numbers behind the ball. They make try saving tackles. I know Rico Iwani's on on Tom Banks, uh, Brad Weber on Tom Banks. Tom Banks was absolutely amazing for the Wallabies. Mm. Probably their standout player for them. But that's when you know a team cares and when they're on is when the teams make breaks and the Wallabies made a ton of breaks. Tate McDermott, uh, Nick White, those guys around that first, second defender around the ruck were unbelievable. But when when teams make breaks and you see the, that the, the team that's defending and they're getting more numbers behind the ball than the Wallabies who are actually on attack, which is a whole lot easier to get uh, numbers in front of the ball, that's when you know a team's on fire. They're on sync because they are working hard for each other. They are working hard to get back. They are making those defensive tackles, and then they're getting off their feet. They get uh, they're getting on their feet. They're getting bodies in the line, and when it's like that, it's like a black wall. Wow. You know, the Wallabies were trying to score off their first or second phase post line break. They weren't building any pressure. So, look, that's when you know the team's on when they're doing those simple things. The things that probably people at home don't see. They're getting off the ground quick, getting back in line getting there where your mate needs you to be. That's the things that the, the All Blacks did yesterday. So looking forward to delving into that a bit later on as well. Yeah, and so, um, your, your mate, Matt Todd, who's a, well, he's, he's one of the greatest crusaders <laughs> of all time. Your mate, mate. Oh. Uh, come on, mate. You're, you just, buddy, you can't wait for this little interview, can't you? Well, I mean, there's a reason I kind of like, suggested it. Who should we get? I was like, oh, I don't know. You're like, Matt Todd, Matt Todd, eh? Matt Todd, we'll go get Matt Todd, eh? And I was like, <laughs> He's actually at my house at the moment. Well, yeah, uh, mate, so. well, well, you know, I think Andy Ellis is out of the country. So, I mean, they're two of the great crusaders <laughs> alongside yourself. And and <laughs> I think one thing that Matt Todd, and you'd be able to speak to this as he is during his career that he yeah. did, he played team defense probably as well as anyone, right? As an open side flanker, he hunted, but he also was part of the pack. And he really kind of knows what it's like to be a part of a, co- a cohesive defensive unit. So I can't wait to ask him yeah. about what the All Blacks were doing well. You saw guys like uh, Scott Barrett, Ethan Blackadder, just mm. huge motors, which then allowed Akira Yuani, some of those outside, outside uh, loose forwards to really go be, have explosive games. Dalton Papali'i on defense just was yeah. a machine. So I'm curious to see what Toddy reckons about that. And also Tony Kemp is, because the Warriors season ended very unceremoniously. <laughs> Here's a text. Brother Izzy, get Do the we? bike a cut a Kia and I'll buy it, lol. Get well, bro. Your biking's up there with Kane Evans' boxing game. <laughs> Brother, come on, man. I'll give it a cut a Kia for you, mate, and I'll make sure I'll get that to you, right? Just leave a name to that text, too. Leave a name to that text. So I can, I've got your number here. I'll, I'll give you a message after, mate. I'll give you a good deal. <laughs> is this a buy, buy sell exchange it. with Baz and Izzy? But <laughs> but the Warriors, mate, that was that was quite disgraceful. The way their season kind of came to yeah. a Look, I'm unsure. I'm unsure we should get Kempi on because the last time they actually got it right, and he threw them well under the bus. So you can't imagine what's going to come out of his mouth today. But looking forward to that. We also got Sophie Devine today, mate. Looking forward to chatting to her with her unbelievable return, helping uh, the White Ferns. Get up against England in that second T20, and she played an absolute outstanding her hundredth match T20 match and a player of the match performance from the captain. So looking forward to chatting to her, mate, 
and even even the hairy javelin, our good man Grant Elliott. Looking forward to that. So we got a great show, mate. Great show. Stay tuned. It's going to be good fun. 100% is. It's a busy Monday morning. The the US Open on, the Tour Championship on. I know you fancy yourself a bit of a golfer, so you'll be all over that. Uh, and as you mentioned, Grant Elliott. up, mate. I can't play for four months. Oh, no. <laughs> That's such a good point. So, it's okay, though. It's okay. Wow, yeah, that's a bit of a somber note, isn't move it? On. Move, move on, Louis. move on. Um, the the Black Caps <laughs> got a win. They they got up. They actually pumped Bangladesh. They 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 got a good total, 128. Baz spoke oh. about trying to readjust those expectations. So did Macca. Mm. And England are 77 for nothing in their second innings. That wicket has completely flattened out at the Oval. So it'll be interesting to see if India can fashion some wickets moving forward. There's plenty to keep an eye on here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast today, but we want you. Double eight, double three. You got any questions for Izzy about the All Blacks? I mean, it might be the Geordie Barrett situation. I know we're going to talk about that a lot later, but get in touch. What do you reckon the All Blacks did well? Let, let us know, and then I want you to give, give views. We've got 66 Test All Black Izzy Dag sitting here on one leg at our disposal. Ask him any question you want about the All Blacks. We'd love to hear from you throughout the morning. It is Baz and Izzy for breakfast, coming up to 19 minutes past six. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You certainly are. 23 minutes past six o'clock on a lovely Monday morning here in Level 4 Auckland still. Izzy, you're in Level Three, aren't you? And you're making the most of it. Level, level three. Yeah. About to be level two, I reckon, today. Thank, you? you know, thank you. Come on, please, please. Or later on tonight, whenever the, the press conference is, I'm hoping we go level two. Surely we've got, we got nothing down here, mate. We're good. You're in jail anyway, aren't you, with the missus? Yeah, I can't do anything anyway, but it's more for the morale. Yeah, 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 that's right. The overall the <laughs> overall state of mind, that's exactly right. 0800 150 is the Kennard's higher phone line. We, we, why, have, why are the phones not lighting up? We've got we've had a red card that no one thinks should be a red card. The All Blacks have had one of the best performances I can remember just in opposition territory. Do you know what? There was a stat that came up that we haven't beaten the Wallabies outside of Sydney since like 2013 or something. Or 2014 maybe? A long time ago. So the Wallabies actually are deceptively hard at home out of Sydney, aren't they, they are, they are, they are. I've played them many a times in Brisbane. Um, last week we uh, we spoke to Kevin Mialama, I spoke about that game. We actually drew that game, 18 all in Brisbane. Um, and then I think the last game we actually won was when Malakai Fikitoa scored a last-minute try and then Colin Slade kicked the winning goal. It's actually been on TV the last couple of weeks. That was the last time we actually beat the Wallabies outside of Sydney. Uh, they are a tough team. They are a very tough side to play when they get their roll on and when they build pressure and they get a bit of momentum. And, and I know you want to ask me that question about, you know, Wallabies didn't build build enough pressure. I think they they built pressure. I think they built pressure, but they couldn't add to that pressure. You know what I mean? Like um, they made, like we spoke about, they made a ton of line breaks. They made all those line breaks. But when they made those line breaks, they just made silly little decision-making errors. So they wanted you know, Tom Banks, when he tried to take Rico on the outside, if he had just stayed in field, Set up a few more phases, keep building pressure in those ways instead of giving them giving them easy let offs. Um, when you know when they got down to their own goal line, I think Tate McDermott made a ton of breaks around that first second defender, getting them behind the gain line, and then they hit Lolo Seal and he tries to do a cross field kick when there's defenders out there. You know what I mean? So they just they try to score too quick off off those line breaks. They they weren't they weren't earning the right to to build pressure, so they were trying to. 
They were trying to score too too fast. So in, against the All Blacks, you got to you got to bang. You got to keep applying the pressure, keep applying the pressure, and then and then the cracks will, will appear. And the Wallabies were the, the, they created opportunities. They created a bit of pressure, but they just couldn't apply it, apply it, and keep applying it on top of the All Blacks to to, to expose those more cracks uh, within their defence. So, look, it's it's one of those um, one of those things that, that the Australians will will need to learn. And I know Dave Rennie's he's gutted listening to his post match. Um, uh, his post-match interview with with the Stan Sport crew post that was Sunny in there. His, his he, you can see the disappointment disappointment in him because I think the last two weeks they've prepared extremely well. They've done everything possible, and then they go out and and put on a performance like that. And then you hear Tate McDermott, mate. I, I want a fascinating, fascinating little insight from um, Tate McDermott post that I actually wrote it down. Hold on, I wrote it in my thing. Where is it? Uh, he yeah, Tate McDermott. He was so huge Tate as well. He was unbelievable, mate. He was unbelievable. But then, what is it? He's, he comes out, poses. He's played probably like four or five test matches. And he comes out and he goes, Wallabies are soft. They are probably the most frustrating team to follow as a fan. But he was pretty much just throwing his whole team <laughs> under the bus. And I was just sitting there going, mate, he's not wrong. He's not wrong, but man, he's ballsy. And as a, as a player, as a player sitting in that environment, when you hear a young guy like that saying that, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? So it'll be interesting to see. What the, and he's not wrong. That's the thing, and, and it's probably an honest summation from from uh, Tate McDermott, Louis. Oh, mate, the way he played, it's almost like, and I, mm. I've got no qualification to comment. But when a guy goes out there and does what he did, surely you have a little bit of a right to give a bit of a bit of lip. And at least he's being, well, he's kind of on the money, isn't he? Is he? Hey, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. This is awesome. Will has given us a bell because it's a red card. That well, I mean, it should be. Not necessarily dividing a nation because it's. I think a lot of us have a similar opinion. Will, what do you think about that red card that Geordie Barrett got dished out, mate? Um, I actually think it was a fair red card. Um, I mm-hmm. think you know, it's been going on for a while. Players sticking their leg out to try and it's not necessarily to protect themselves. It's to stop the opposition from actually getting in their area. And so it's bound to happen at some point. It's happened a couple of times in Super Rugby over the years as well, and players have been given the cards, so I kind of don't know what I hey, Will, field it shouldn't be. Can I ask you, I ask you this, was, there, was, his, was his reasoning, was he, in, was he showing intent to kick him in the head? Was he intentionally trying to kick him in the head? That's what I want to ask you. He, he, was, he, he was intentionally kicking his foot out, and because of that, he's then hit him in the head. Can I ask you this though? When you uh, jump up, you, uh, if you're at home, can you jump up in the air? And if your body weight goes backwards, and you watch Jordy Barrett, his body weight's going backwards. What's your What's your first reaction with your feet? I, well, I disagree that he. Your feet he, are going to lift. Your what, feet are going to lift if you yeah, when, if your body weight's going backwards. Your feet's going to lift, and that's what's happened. You watch him; his feet lift, I, and I, his back, body weight's going backwards, so it hits him in the head. I, you disagree I, with I that? Yeah, I, he kicked his foot out at the last minute. Because when we, were, when we were younger, Izzy, we were trying to jump in the air and lead with our knee, for our knee to protect them. Yes. And then in the last yes. 10 years, yes. the last 10 years, players have now been professionally taught to kick their foot out, to stop people being in I the area. I disagree with that. I've thing. never been taught to kick my foot well, I've that, never been taught to, uh, taught to kick my foot out. And the NRL outlawed it, and where Billy Slater got it from was actually watching rugby. And there was a, this was okay. quite a few years ago. Jeff Wilson did a did a um, thing on on the breakdown like ten years ago, saying that players now getting trained 
to make to clear the space around them and because of that players have now got a bad technique of leading with their foot beautiful will thank you for your opinion okay well uh, okay will uh, uh, look great it, opinion mate I don't agree, but anyway. Is he, um, look, Will, Will said that fullbacks are being told to kick their legs out. So, I don't, look, whether you've heard it or not, that's what Will's getting. Look, this is why it's <laughs> going to be a beautiful debate throughout the morning on 0800 150 I was kind of, I'm surprised that the first person to call through disagreed. Oh, look, I, I just can't understand how it's a red card personally. I probably defer to the 66 mm. test uh, all black fullback that's sitting down there across the camera from me. But I want to hear from you. Double eight, double three. Do you agree with Will, or are you in team on camp? Is he here? Uh, it's a fascinating discussion, and one we're going to have throughout the morning, oh, and throughout the day on SENZ. How good is this? It is thirty minutes past six o'clock. It's time for the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. Twenty-six minutes away from. 7 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Izzy has got them going early. And this isn't going to go away. This isn't going to go away as we're going to talk more about this after 7 o'clock. We've got a segment here called Izzy's Bomb Squad, which is quite apt today, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It is. And I just want to say, look, uh, we've all got our own opinions and we're all going to see things differently. And I don't mind if you come with a different opinion and you don't agree with what I'm trying to say. Well... Totally hear what you're saying, mate. So, look, that's what that's what it's all about. We're all here to have open conversations, chat about things, find solutions, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to to delving into this throughout the day because the text line is absolutely heaving up. It's great content. Yeah, it absolutely is. So we're going to come back to that. Keep your text going through double eight double three, and also give us a call. Thank you, Will, for giving us a call. I don't care if you don't agree. Mm. Just give us a call. Yeah. Get on the phone and have a yarn. Uh, it's time for a Love Racing update, though, because they are racing's biggest fan. And over the weekend, oh, I said it was a, well, it, I feel like traumatic after you've broken your foot and fallen off a motorbike is a is a bit harsh. I feel like saying my weekend on the punt was traumatic is a bit, that's kind of throwing around English a bit too liberally. Um, how about this, though? Imperatriz, we had her in our multi, mm. the Tiaka filly. She was freakish. She was great. So the track, the track at Tarapa was playing up and in. So that means the horses on the speed, running at the front and closer to the rail, were getting a massive advantage to start with. So t- Imperatriz has come past horses, which is very, very impressive. Mm. Zuzarella over at Mooney Valley. Now that was, oh, Louis, yeah. Told you, mate, on the nose. <laughs> Come on, eleven eighty. Eleven eighty it paid. How good. Oh, it's so good. I, I didn't have the I didn't have the hangers to do it. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the see, so did your your old man get a bit of the, the tote price though? He, my old man got on it and he texted me, shot Louis, got on the Zuzarella, mate. Unreal. Good work. There you go. So Zuzarella was very good at Mooney Valley. Uh, look, who else was excellent? Well, well the, the Foxbridge plate. So Avon Taj and Tavi Mack. Now, this is very, very strange. It was. It felt like the Quinella. What happened there, Louis? Look, what? Ma- that was, they came last. 
Yeah, so Mick Guerin from the Herald, who's on the mail run as well, he he did some digging yesterday with the trainers, and it's very much a shrug your shoulders and move on kind of thing. Uh, Jamie Richards mm. doesn't really know. Look, Avantage, because of the track pattern, had to race wide. So Danielle Johnson tried to get her up on the speed, but she got trapped three wide. So if you imagine when you're running around a bend, like you watch the Olympics, and you know how mm. they all stagger their starts, so it's even. Well, yeah. Avantage is running in, in order with them, except she's three wide, so she's doing more distance. But she's still more a quality is, yeah. mare that probably should have been able to kick off. Tavi Mack, uh, it's hard to know what's going on there. Maybe didn't love that sort of track at that time of day. Gino Severini was huge. Mascarpone was huge. Uh, your old mate Steve Hansen. Well, nature strip. I don't know if you saw that, Izzy. <laughs> that was impressive. No, I didn't see that. No. Was it a good horse, was it? Oh, very, very good horse. And then a tissue in the last <laughs> at Randwick. <laughs> Wait, mate. Wait, mate. I got, tw- I got, I got. Someone tweeted me, mate. The the best tweet. They're like, Izzy's, uh, you know, for you know, when he broke his foot, it was like a bit like a tissue. He went a tissue, a tissue. He all falls down, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Brilliant. Look, I apologise because everyone's picks came in, and then a tissue. I don't know. What, what, that was an absolute terrible ride in my look. Like that that thing was flying home. If that thing, if a tissue was middle of the pack on that home straight, she would have flew home. Flew home with with nothing. But she came from last and had to weave her way through it. There was no chance. Yeah, absolute yeah. no chance. So what what happened to a tissue, mate? What happened to a tissue? We got a text here. It just had a terrible ride on it, mate. The jockey, I think, cost it. Can I say that, Louis? Because I don't know. Oh, I don't care. You say what you want, mate. It's your show. <laughs> I'm just filling in. I'm just <laughs> look. You, you do what you want. I love it. Somebody's come through. Yeah. I love it when a pundit wants to tell an OG member of the bomb squad how to catch eyeballs. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Look, look, I'm like I'm, I'm a grown man. We can have open conversations, and I love it. So give us a call. We really love it. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Beautiful stuff. We're going to get into more of it, but after this on the Kennard Tire phone line, we've got to do, we've got to have a few staples of the show. Just because Baz leaves doesn't mean that we should, you know, completely lose all our shape. Quizzy Dag is one of the few things that we really hang Ooh. our hat on here. So we're going to do that, <laughs> and then we're going to come back to more of these ticks, keep them coming in, the red card, the All Blacks performance. If Maybe if you've had a broken foot or broken ankle lately and you want to give Izzy some advice on how to keep morale high, double eight, double three. We'd love to keep hearing from you throughout the morning. It is 21 minutes away from our seven. Don't be shy. Give us a call because it's time for Quizzy Dag. So give us a call on 0800 150 811. There's plenty of time to talk about the All Blacks and that red card throughout the morning. Schwartzman uh, is fighting back in his US Open round of 16 tie and the Tour Championship fourth day is underway. Patrick Cantlay extending his lead. He is uh, 21 under par now, three shots ahead of John Rahm. But give us a call because it's our favourite time of the morning. Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or oh, this might be an absolute disaster. Yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> 811. Well, I think I've Scared everyone off. I think everyone's a little bit scared to give us a call this morning. 0800 150 811. Here goes Craig. He's a regular. Craig's coming in. Come on, Craig. 
Get over here. Here we go. Morning, Craig. Good morning. Morning, mate. How's your weekend? Good, mate. Yourself? Oh, could have been better, mate. I've got a broken leg, but hey, we'll move on. We'll move on. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go, mate. Here we go. Question number one. Who received the boot to the face that resulted in Geordie Barrett's red card? Uh, Corin Beatty. Nice. Question number two. Who scored 50 runs in their 100th T20 for the White Ferns in their win against England? Uh, Sophie Devine. Beautiful. Question number three. Who won New Zealand's Zealand's 12th and final medal at the Paralympics on Friday night? Five. Okay. Four. Three. Two. One. No, no, no. Sorry, Craig, mate. Thanks for calling. Have a great day, bud. Thank you. Hayden. Good morning, Hayden. Morning. Morning, mate. How was your weekend? All good? Yeah, it was, yep. Awesome, awesome. Question number three, mate. Who won New Zealand's 12th and final medal at the Paralympics on Friday night? Five. Four, three, two, one. Nah, quick? got nothing. Bang. Sorry, mate. Sorry, brother. <clears throat> All good. Thanks, Aiden. Richie, good morning. Morning. Morning, mate. Morning. Who won New Zealand's 12th and final medal at the Paralympics on Friday night? Holly Robinson. Five. Yep. Beautiful, beautiful. Question number four. World number one tennis player, Ash Barty, crashed, crashed out of the US Open in the third round. Who beat her? Uh, young American. Oh. Yeah. Rogers. Oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we have that? Yes. Yeah, I'll give that to you. Yeah. I'll give that to him. Yeah, mate. That's, that's the only name you see on the scorecard. 100%. Question number five, brother, to take it home. Former England player Richard Cockrell has just been appointed to the English rugby coaching staff. Which All Black did he famously go face-to-face with in the Haka in 1997? Norm Hewitt. Norm Hewitt. Yes, we. Nice, Richie. Congrats, mate. What are you going to spend it on, bud? You want a wee tip for later on? Yeah, I'll listen out. I'll listen out for your tips. Yeah, it won't be mine because I gave one and a tissue cost us a multi for Child Cancer Foundation. So we'll leave it up to Louis. Cheers, Richie. Yep. Cheers. Awesome. There you go, Louis. Mate, that's a that's a that's a nice answer there, Norm Hewitt from Richie. That's that's not an easy question. Like, yeah, gonna be a bit of a sport snuffy. And even the Rogers, like he had no time to Google that, and he he nailed it. So. Mate, she was unreal, that Shelby Rocket, uh, Rogers. She was so good against Ash Barty. Ash Barty was rattled, especially on that tiebreaker. 100% she was scrapping <coughs> to the absolute, wasn't she? Morning, lads. Would love to know how the current yeah. AB's coaching setup runs and who does what. What are the strengths of each of the four coaches? Is he? That is a, that's, a, that's a really interesting question, bro. That is a great question. Um, look, I've been coached by Brad Moore. I've been coached by um, Ian Foster. If Brad Moore, he's... 
I think he's running the the back back attack and probably the more the phase the phase play kind of that their structures. So he looks after all their pods, you know, playing off nine when they have got two receivers, and then they got to pivot out the back. So um, Brad Moore will be looking after all of the phase attack and maybe the uh, the backs uh, back attack. So their set piece play, um, plays, their special moves. Uh, Stormy um, Scotty McLeod will be he'll be looking after the defense. So he's on their defense attack. He looks after everything defense. Um, Greg Feek looks after the forwards. So he'll be looking after set piece, um, maybe scrums. Yeah, Greg Feek's the scrum coach. And then you've got um, <coughs> John Plumtree. He's the line out. He'll be looking after line out and just forward, forward general play, forward attack. And then Fozzie, unsure how Fozzie will go because when I was in there, Fozzie was our back attack coach and, you know, everything, anything to do with the back. So... I hope I don't know what he's like in there at the moment. Maybe he's be just taking a bit more of a heli- helicopter kind of role with, within the environment, just overlooking everything, man management. That's what you want from your head coach. So, look, they've got a good setup in there at the moment. Um, and I know a lot of it will be player driven as well. Uh, the coaches can only give you so much. They can only offer you so many things as a player. You probably have to take it out, you know, take a lot on your own, uh, on yourself, because end of the day, you're the ones out there making decisions, you're the ones playing the game, they can only give you so much, so Bowden Barrett, I think he'll be leading a lot in there, he'll be do, he'll be driving a lot of their structures, a lot of their moves, a lot of these different scenarios that, they, that they're seeing out there, so Bodie Barrett would be in there, um, who else would be in the forwards, Adi Savi will be looking after all the forwards, so yeah, look, it's all player driven, the coaches will, will be laying the, laying the foundations for, for the lads in front of them. And Artie Savia failed in HIA, so we didn't even really get to see him as a captain. Um, mm. Cody Taylor as well, so look, Brody and Bowden doing a lot of the on-field leadership. After this, we're going to catch up with Trudy, because we'd love to hear how Trudy's yeah. working. And Trudy's going to help us out, do some of the heavy lifting while Baz is away. But then after the news, well, Izzy's going in-depth on the Bledisloe. He's got strong opinion about that red card. What do you think? Red card or not, start getting in your messages now. Start lining up on the 0800 150 811 phone number. Get in touch because we want to hear from you. We want to debate you. We want to agree with you. All of it. On Baz and Izzy for breakfast, it's eight minutes away from seven. Three minutes away from seven o'clock. Izzy, you've had a you've been in the wars this weekend. There's no other way to put it, mate. You've, you've been up against it. Uh, I've been up against it. I've been up against it. And look, I need a bit of guidance. I need a bit of guidance in my life. And we need someone to guide us on the show. So why not bring in the calming voice? The the voice of reason. Trudy's world. Trudy, good morning. Morning, Izzy. I'm sorry to hear about your broken ankle, lovely. I just feel sorry for Daisy with the with the bubbers and the and the new puppy. But anyway, oh. I'll leave that to you to sort. Um, I just thought, you know, it's important to stay up to date with the news here, right? I do that for you every half an hour. But it's yeah. also, you know, so many depressing headlines out there at the moment. Just as important to, you know, have mm-hmm. a giggle at, and usually at someone else's yeah. expense. So I won't take the, the mickey this? out of you today. But check this story out, lads, uh, from our Only in America okay. file. A Florida woman has been jailed after attacking her husband with a plate of spaghetti and what police are calling a domestic pasta battery, that's written down on the paper, domestic pasta battery, uh, left the victim, in quote marks, covered in bolognese. Uh, (laughs) 44-year-old Melissa Daigle was apparently intoxicated uh, during a family discussion when she threw her dinner, a plate of spaghetti, at her spouse. The spaghetti struck the torso and and lap, oh gosh, it went everywhere, of her husband. The victim was not injured, says the report, just covered in meat sauce. So there you go, there's one for you. Um, That, that that wasn't Daisy, was it? <laughs> Isn't her name wasn't Daisy? <laughs> Didn't realise they had Florida and a hoker. 
this one's from my house. You can have a laugh at my expense. And to all those mums and dads out there who are struggling to get their kids to do their home learning online, I've got Matt and Sam at home, yeah. 15 and 10 respectively. Uh, and you have to log on to Google Classroom every morning and, you know, do the progress. Anyway, I've got an email from the school saying, you know, a little bit behind. Matthew's a little bit behind. Next one, social studies. Oh, he's missed the project. Anyway, there's quite a bad one from the dean on oh. Friday. Mm. Friday, yeah, like you're really behind and it's, we're putting it on your record. So I sort of went over to Matthew, sat him down and sort of said, look, I've got these emails from the school, Matt, and um, they're not so great. And I started reading the emails and he's like, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. Why don't you just press unsubscribe to those school emails? I've <laughs> 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 um, always got an answer for something, eh? Always got an always. answer for everything, eh, Trudy? That's <laughs> Is that what I've got to look forward to? I'm lucky you. <laughs> oh, you've got and pasta <sighs> for dinner. Thanks, you've, Daisy. You've got more than just pasta <laughs> on your plate, I think. So does Daisy. <laughs> Izzy, that's oh. gold, mate. Hey, after the news, you're going head to head. Oh, you might not be. 0800 150 811 Izzy Dag, it was part of the bomb squad. He is, you know, a 66 test All Black fullback and outside back. He's going to give us his insights into what happened in the All Blacks game yesterday as Marika Korobetti wore a Geordie Barrett size 15 to the face. But next, it's Trudy with the news. Thanks to Gaboda, where together we are shaping and building New Zealand. And I'm going to get him at cafe when we're in level three, and I cannot wait for it. Good morning. Yes, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is just after 7am in the morning and, well, we've had an absolute great start to the show. The texts have flown in. The callers have called. The people are listening. So thanks very much for your interactions this morning. Really loved it. Uh, what we've got coming up on the show is we've got Sophie Devine just after 7.20. We're going to have a chat to her about her successes uh, over the last couple of days, what a big, amazing captain's knock from her in her 100th T20 game. So going to be great insights to chat to her. And then we also got Tony Kemp coming up. Well, if his conversations the last time where there's anything to go by, that's going to be absolutely fireworks. Just talking Warriors, and I'm sure he needs to get one back on Bruce Sherrick, who absolutely threw him under the bus last week. So looking forward to that conversation with Tony Kemp. So, And I just want to say... All the fathers out there, all our fathers out there, happy Father's Day for yesterday. I hope you've had an amazing day, got to put your feet up. It was a great day to watch sports, so happy, happy Father's Day to you all out there. Got some great texts coming in, Louis. Here we go. We got got this one from, yeah, hold on, mate, I'll just read a couple out. Red card, it's just basic physics. His body was falling, rotating backwards, so the natural instinct is to counter that by throwing a leg out. There should be room for the TMO to say if the, if intent was there, straight red. If not intentional, it should be yellow. And that's what I was meaning with my conversations with Will. When your body and your weight is going backwards, your feet are going to come up. And I don't think from what I saw, this is my view, I saw there was no intent. I don't think he lashed out with his foot. Anyway, we'll touch on that a bit later. Loving the text. Let's keep them coming in. Um, what, we've got another one here, mate. Also, happy morning, happy Monday, fellas. How good was Akira Yuani yesterday? Probably two tries he could have scored yesterday. Good defensively as well. And no Geordie was no intentionally trying to kick Korobete. He was just trying to keep his balance. It was just bad luck. That's from Brian. Mate, Brian, I think Akira Yuani was absolutely outstanding yesterday. Like, probably the best game I've seen him play for a very, very long, ga- uh, long time. And um, how good is it? Louis, how good is it when you see Akira Yuani on the edges 
just running so effortlessly, always having the ability to offload, keep the ball alive. He is so quick, so powerful, and he's right, mate. He probably could have scored those two two tries. So he's got his team in front of him. He's always thinking about the, his team first, which which is the biggest I think challenge for him over the last couple of years is is worrying about the team first, not himself. And um, mate, that just showed the class of the man. I was so happy to see a kid Yuani out there. There's been a lot of pressure on him. Over the last couple of years, he's had his own little battles throughout the years as well. And, and just seeing Ian Foster and, and the group giving him opportunity after opportunity and just seeing him taking it with open arms and just getting better and better, oh, I just totally agree with that test, which is he was absolutely outstanding last night, mate. I wonder, and I, I don't know what you reckon about this theory, Izzy, I wonder when one of the Ioani brothers plays well, the other one, like feeds off it and also mm. plays well because yeah. Rico, I don't know whether he's just in, <laughs> in career fit form. He just looked so powerful and fast yesterday. And every time he touched the ball, and then even on defense, he was massive as well. Hey, double eight, double three, the ticks keep coming in. Is he a lot of them on this red card? So, should we do it? Should we get into a bomb squad and hear what you really think? <laughs> do it, mate. Do it. Izzy's Bomb Squad. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Where do I start? You already know where I'm going with this, but I'm just going to delve into a bit more. Opinion. Red card. Geordie Barrett. Letter of the law says it was the right call. But sometimes, in certain moments, the law book needs to go out the door and common sense needs to prevail. Was there intent? No. Did he intentionally lift his foot to kick Korobiti in the head? No. I tell you at home, I said to Will before, jump up in the air and lean back and your foot will fly up. Your foot will raise up and, and, and your foot will be in the air and, and I'll just that's just how the body's going to work. That's just how momentum works. If you're going up and you're just going to fall backwards, your foot's going to come up. Ref Damon Murphy, TMO. I know they spoke about it out there and, and, and we've spoke about this a lot on our show. You know, like refs are a big part of our game. They are a big part of sport. We need them in our game. But refs, they need to be held accountable as well for me. They need to be held accountable because these big decisions, lucky that, that the rugby championship have bought the new rule and 20 minutes of a red card player can be replaced. And actually the, the All Blacks dug deep and actually scored a try when they were fought down to 14 men. Luckily it didn't actually affect the game because, um, you know, I've played in games when, when I've, when we've had a red card, and, and they were justified red cards, don't get me wrong, but just how they ruin games, and, and look, I, I for me, I just totally don't agree, and I, I just hope that there is some common sense that's prevailed from this, and maybe Damon Murphy will come out and, and um you know, talk about it and thing, but I know that they won't, and, and that's what I've been telling um a couple of my mates over the text line last night, is saying, look, as players, when we played horrendous, we got pumped, mate, we got thrown in the... Media, we got thrown under the bus, we got spoken about, we got spoken about those moments that cost games and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I feel as refs, they just don't get held accountable. Now, I know on the inside they do, probably behind closed doors they have those reviews. But um, I just feel like when you make a decision, you, you probably should be, it should, probably should be spoken about. And I think Damon Murphy made the wrong decision in the end. It should have, shouldn't have been a red card. It was a penalty at, at, at most for me. That is my opinion, Louis. 
Oh, it's interesting, Izzy. Like, I defer to you because you've been in that situation up in the air so many times. I wonder, I feel a bit for the refs, though, because to the letter mm. of the law, they're just trying to do what they're told to do. 0800-150-811, the Kennards Hire phone line. It's a, it's a pretty divisive topic. We've got Brenton on the line. Morning to you, Brenton. Good morning. What did you um? What did you make of it, mate? Had you look? You watched hey, it like the rest of us, and did you did you have an opinion straight away, or where's your take? Yeah, well, like when I first seen it, I thought, oh, that's that's got to be sore. But like when you slow it down, Jordy was kind of in the air, and like I always thought that mm. wasn't it the the tackler's responsibility not to hit the player while while Jordy's yes. eyes are on the ball in yep. the air, like you run they're running full tip, and uh, mm. yeah, I just thought it's more of the responsibility of the tackler to get out of the way. And yep. then when he said it's direct contact to the head, I don't know if the rules have changed, but when I was playing, you're allowed to put your hand out, and it did get them in the head. So is that so? Are you still allowed to put a fend out to the face? Because that's direct contact to the head too, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so that's what yeah, I'm meaning, that's mate. That's common sense, isn't it? Sense. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you it's a bit of common sense. Kick him in the head. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I don't know how you can oh. try and catch that ball running because those boys must be moving when they're catching that ball. And uh, have to worry about where the tackler is. I thought it was the other way around. So, yeah, just my thoughts. Mate, anyway. it's one of those skill sets that. No, it's one. Of, it's it's a great thought, mate. It's one of those skill sets that they take years and years to master. But once you're in the air, mate, like anything can happen. You just get you just get touched. Like Geordie Barrett would have just got a little tap from someone, and that's why you can see his body, his momentum's going backwards. And when your momentum's going backwards, you you you're up in the air. Your momentum's going backwards. You're going to lift your foot. And that's what happened. If you watch his foot, it lifts, and he doesn't. Uh, I don't think he intentionally goes to kick Korobeti in the head. It just taps Korobeti on the head, you know. And, and look, I know the letter of the law. If you touch your head, that's a red card. But common sense has to prevail in this. Like that is, mm. for me, there was no intent to kick him in the head. There was no intention to to lash out and, and things like that. So look, you think back to, I think it was like three years ago, Wasaki no Hulu. He jumped in the air and he kicked one of the Waratahs players in the head. That was intentional. That was, if you see that clip, go back to that clip. Three years ago, Waisaki no Holo playing the Waratahs, he intentionally kicked someone in the head. Now, that's an intentional kick. Well, and, uh, oh, no, it was another winger. Naburo, nah, Naburo, no, someone else. Anyway, one of the Highlanders wingers kicked someone in the head. That is intentional. If you put those two clips together, totally different. Yeah, I remember I remember the clippers. You're right. There's a clear difference. You can mm. tell when it's intentional. And also, look, I know we shouldn't. And Brenton, thank you so much for your call. Love it. Love it. Yeah, cool. thanks, Brenton. Give us another call. If you're listening, whether you agree or you disagree, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. But you can tell straight away whether they meant to do it. And Geordie Barrett's reaction afterwards, I don't want to get too carried away in that, but he knew, Izzy, this text here kind of is similar to Brenton. Aren't players on the ground responsible for giving players in the air room to room on the ground really really we happy we stuck it up them after their <laughs> antics a couple of weeks ago <laughs> from their coach and ceo that's from richie on double eight double three when you're up there in the air are you worried for your safety are you looking for that landing space um look it happens so quick everything happens very very quick i think as a fullback and as an outside back you, you have to be brave you have to be brave like it is it is a brave little movement. You're going up and you don't know what's coming for because the moment you take your eyes off that ball, you're gonna make a mistake. So you can't see your 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 whole vision is in the sky looking at this ball. So you don't know what's coming around for you. You know, so you have to be brave. But once you jump in the air, you should be safe. You the, the person who is in the air has all rights. Has all rights. Unless the other guy is competing as well, then it's you know, game on. It's a it's a fair contest. But um 
yeah, like it's it's just one of those things. Um, it's a, it's a it's a big talking point. And look, I, I spoke about it just then. There is a clip against the Waratahs from one of the Highlanders players. He's oh, I can't remember his name. It's, it's Naboro, I think his name was. He gets up and he lashes out and kicks um, the Waratahs chasing player in the head. Now that is intent. You compare that to Geordie Barrett, that is not intent. So I just think it was a totally different uh, wrong wrong call from the time. And Dame Murphy has made a uh, made a mistake with that call. I feel. Tavita Nabora, you bang on, bro, and he got That's suspended it. for six weeks. What if would Geordie Barrett be sanctioned for this? Like that's the other thing. He's got a red card, so isn't that an no. automatic ban? Hey. Is it is a red card not an Was automatic? That, a red card's not an automatic suspension, is it? I think it is. Um, no, 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 it's not. And he'll go back to a review panel. He'll go back and have a, you know, a little uh, meeting with with the review panel, and they'll go through it. And then hopefully, look, they see what I've saw, uh, seen on on the TV, and probably a lot of people out in the public have seen as well that it probably wasn't intentionally trying to kick him in the head. So look, I've got a text message here. Is he, you don't need to talk about intent or get into the technique around catching the high ball. I disagree. I'm a referee. I'm not to the letter of the law. Murphy and the TMO made something up. Put simply, it was a shocking referee error to the red card Barrett. The right decision was a play on. You reread the framework again. Damon Murphy and his TMO were both completely out of their depth. The bloke is a sevens referee. How he got the game in the first place is a mystery. It was a poor referee performance, no flow, lots of penalties, lots of resets, too much TMO. Joe Smith, the referee boss, needs to drop Murphy in TMO for the rest of the championship. Oh, there you go. It's crying a bit of heat out there. Really? <laughs> People are speaking. Like I said, we need referees in the game. 100% agree with that. We need them. We need them. Without them, we wouldn't have a game. But I just say, look, if, if you make mistakes, you need to be held accountable. Love it, we do, love players. it, love it, love it, Izzy. I love that you're, you're going in on this one. Red card all day, guys. I get the point of legs coming up when falling backwards, but the kickers are different and separate movement that looks deliberate. Put your name to that. So there is, you, you mm. can make that argument that he does actually then use his ankle, and you know all about ankles at the moment. You wish you had to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and he kind of does flick his toes a little bit, but you're just saying, nah, nothing more he could do. Mate, everything happens so quick when you're up in the air. Just because he flicked his toe doesn't mean he's trying to kick him in the teeth, mate. Come on, man. Jump in the air and try and control your foot. I dare you. Okay, I'm going to go do that right now. <laughs> and I'll chase you with my one leg. I'll chase you with my one leg and I'll tap you. And then you can kick me in the teeth if you think I'm wrong and you just screw me. There you go. Beautiful stuff. We're not, I'm going to go do that right now, and we're going to we're not escaping this topic at all. So keep your texts coming through. Double eight, double three. Be like Brenton. Be like Will. Give us a call on 0800 150 811. There's so much going on after a huge speak, sporting weekend. The White Ferns, well, they got on the board, and Sophie Devine had a, a, well a player of the match performance that is a, it can only be described as a captain's. Knock. So after this, we're going to catch up with Sophie out of the UK, find out how the White Ferns team is going. Before the end of the hour, we're going to catch up with Tony Kemp and talk about the Warriors too. This is Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Izzy's gone in on it. He doesn't think it was a red card. Have your say on double eight, double three. We'll be back after this. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 
You certainly are 21 minutes past seven and it was an extremely busy sporting weekend and it still is now. Patrick Cantlay, 21 under in the Tour Championship. John Rahm hot on his heels, two strokes back at 19 under. Uh, Medvedev is cruising to another straight sets victory at Arthur Ashe Stadium at the US Open. And the Black Caps got a big win last night in Bangladesh. But Izzy, I feel like the White Firm's performance over the weekend, getting one on the board on their tour in the UK was, was a really great performance from the weekend. Unbelievable performance. And I, I actually think it was our chat with Katie Martin on Friday, mate. I think we got her up. She got her excited, got her mind away from things, told her about building pressure and applying it to the English. And, wow, someone that really did that was Sophie Devine in her 100th international T20s. Sophie scored a half century from 41 balls. And not only that, she took two wickets of her own. So she had an absolutely amazing captain's knock for her 100th. And we got her on the show. Sophie Devine. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you going? We're good. We're good, Sophie. Hey, um, unbelievable turnaround, unbelievable performance, not from just yourself but the team as well. We, we spoke a lot about on the show about building pressure and we spoke to Katie Martin on Friday about building pressure. Do you felt like you, you put a lot of pressure on England throughout that match? Yeah, absolutely. I think that was something we spoke about. We were really disappointed, I guess, with our – our first performance, but I think we were, we were realistic about it. It was our first international match mm. in probably close to six months, so there was certainly a bit of rust there, but to be able to learn and adapt and be able to turn the tables on a, on a really strong English side, especially at home, I think I'm really pleased, and it makes for a, a very exciting decider match on Thursday. Absolutely, and you could tell that you guys were playing with confidence. So as a skipper, Sophie, do you do you instill confidence? Is that something you love to do? You like to give, empower your kind of team to go out there and express themselves? Is that part of your leadership strategy? Yes, oh, it certainly is. I think at the end of the day, especially with the with the fielding and the bowling, for me, I guess it probably helps it up. I am a bowler as well, so I can sort of understand it. And for me, it is. It's about giving them full confidence and belief that I, I trust what they can do and, and that their skills are good enough and, and to keep imploring them to, to bowl their best ball. Um, so for me, it is. It's giving them ownership of what they want to do. And, and certainly for me, and I guess my leadership style, it's around leading from the front. And I've probably been not where I want to be the last you know couple of international series that I've played at. So it was nice to, I guess, finally get back in there and, and lead from the front with a bat and the ball. What can you put that down to, Soph? Um, unbelievable captain's knock from you um, in your 100th T20. So great to, to be able to you know, celebrate your, your successes with a win. But what can you put down your performance to? Yeah, well, look, I don't know. I think it's, it's a really interesting one. I think, well, we've normally got a terrible curse with the White Ferns and anyone that plays a milestone <laughs> match, we seem to lose those games. That. So it was yeah, it's certainly nice to, I guess, break that one. But, um, oh, look, I don't know. I think, you know, I've probably been struggling for form and, um, you know, working bloody hard. I think that's the tricky thing is sometimes mm. when you don't feel like you're batting as well or playing as well as you could be, you, you go searching and you go looking for answers and you sometimes work almost too hard. Um, so for me, mm. it was just about really trusting the processes that I've had in place not only, I guess, over the winter, but for the years and, and trusting all the work that I've done over my career. And, I, you know, I guess it was probably quite poignant that it was my 100th T20 international match that it's sort of a bit of perspective that, you know, um, form can certainly come and go, but but trusting in the skills that I have um, and getting in the fight for me was, was certainly a big one. I, I wanted to take it on to the palms. I mean, they're right up there with the Aussies in terms of people we hate. So mm. I certainly use that as a bit of, <laughs> I guess, motivation to stick it to them. 
<laughs> so can, can you give us your free game speech? Can you give us a little insight to your free game Cens- speech? Censored though, Sophie. Censored, please. Yeah, jeez. Um, oh, look, it, it actually wasn't. I know, it was actually quite interesting because Bob Carter, the head coach, spoke about, I guess, yeah, getting in the scrap with them. Um, and that sometimes we can, you know, we might be a bit too kind. I guess sometimes us Kiwis. Mm. You know, people think we're just, you know, all nice and lovely people, which, you know, we are, but we yeah. want to have that bit of mongrel about us. And I think certainly we wanted to bring that in that second T20, and, and I felt we did. I think we speak about it being in our bubble and what we can control, and it's us versus them. And, and for us, um, that's something that we really want to grow with this group is, you know, it's it's all about us and, and what we can bring. And I guess, guess, as you guys talked about, putting the pressure on them, they're the ones that are the world champs in 50-over mm. cricket, so they've got all the pressure on them. So on tour, it's, it's not something you guys get to do too often, but you want to build this pressure now and keep that momentum. You don't want to let them off the hook here. How do you do that but balance being on tour and, and also having a good time? But Katie Martin, she was hard case on Friday. She, <laughs> she just sounds like she's having a laugh for a minute. So where do you find that balance of enjoyment but also strategy and pressure? Yeah, oh, look, well, it certainly helps when you've got people like Marty, who's the life of the party, um, to, to help, <laughs> I guess, relax things. And that's something that, again, we've actually worked on probably for the last couple of months. We had a, a heap of camps over winter where we spent a lot of time together and actually getting to know each other away from the cricket field was really important. So we're actually a, a really close unit. We have a lot of care for one another. So we actually enjoy hanging out with each other, which is sometimes interesting on long tours. I think, you know, I might be saying something different come the end of this eight-week block. But, um, yeah, we do. We certainly enjoy, you know, um, hanging out with each other and, and getting away from the cricket field. But certainly we know that when the time is required that we, I guess, put on those caps and we, you know, we're ready to do battle, which I think is a really important balance to, to strike, as you say, you know, with, with the tactical and strategy and certainly wanting to keep the pressure on the palms. We want to make sure that... You know, when we're at training, when we're at the gym, when there's work to do, that we're there to do the work. And then when we're away, we can certainly switch off and enjoy ourselves. Awesome, awesome. Well, we'll let you get back to your blackjack. Katie Martin was talking about setting up something in the team room. And I'm sure you girls are having an amazing time. But we love what you girls have been able to achieve over the last couple of days. Keep it up. Keep the pressure on. And uh, look forward to seeing some more great performance from you and the team. Thanks so much, Sophie Devine. Awesome. Thanks heaps for the support, guys. Awesome, awesome. No worries. Hey, Louis, she was outstanding. I, I love the White Ferns. I think they play the right way. Yeah. I think they're really good people. I think that's the key. And, and just to see them get a win. Actually, over the weekend, there was mm. it, it, so much going on. The other the other people I'm really, really happy for is yeah, the Paralympians. So they, they got yeah. rewarded for a lot of hard work, didn't they? And, and see Holly Robinson get a gold, she's so well-deserved. Awesome, mate. Awesome, mate. 12 medals for the Paralympians. Hugely, hugely successful campaign for them. Um, they should be so proud. Hopefully when they get home, they can get celebrated and, and we can actually get some normality back into New Zealand and maybe we can celebrate not just them, but all our Olympians. Um, you know, they've, they've represented us so well over the last couple of months and it's crazy to think it's all, it's all over, you know, just like that. The big Olympics, the, the Paralympians, Paralympics are over. So, nah, awesome success. We're... We're very lucky in such a small country that we've got some amazing ambassadors that represent us so well. So great work.
Bang on. Double eight, double three. There's a stack of excellent text building up, including one which uses the word bureaucrats, Trudy. So we want to get into that. It's a contentious <laughs> issue, this red card. So we're going to delve, delve into that in our choices flooring poll coming up. But right now, it is time for the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we are building and shaping New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. 28 minutes away from 8 o'clock on Monday, the 6th of September. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and we've got no Baz McCullum, Louie here, and we've got Izzy on one leg. You've got you've got one, <laughs> as you call them, hoofs. <laughs> I've got the hoof, mate. I've got the hoof at the moment. You can see it on the camera there, mate. It's pretty bulky. Oh, Look, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not ideal. The more I think about it, the more I really get uh, gutted about it because I think of the things that are coming up, mate. You know November in Christchurch is a great month to be in Christchurch. Oh, you know cup, what week I'm week. talking about, mate. You know what week I'm talking about. That is the greatest week, and here is me hobbling around. I'm not going if I'm hobbling around. I'm not going. How embarrassing would that be? So, no. Oh, well. <laughs> Anyway, okay. what do you got, mate? Let's move on then. Let's not dwell. Uh, yeah. Medvedev <laughs> is on uh, uh, match point against Evans of Great Britain at the US Open. He's playing unbelievable. It's, he's 6-3, 6-4 and about to go 6-3 again. So it's good to see there. But Izzy, it's time for our Choices Flooring poll. And, and I want you to have your choice because it's... Well, it's a pretty obvious and contentious issue this morning. The Geordie Barrett Red Card Choices Flooring Ultimate Bedroom Style Guide is out now. So go to our Twitter account, Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on Twitter, or double eight double three. Keep sending in your feedback, your texts. What do you think? I'm going to make this nice and simple for you, Is, and I want you to answer first up. Red, yellow, penalty, play on. Play on, mate. Play on. Not even a penalty. Here to here. Play not even a penalty, mate. Just tap his nose and hey, would would have just make, brought a little bogey out of his nose. That's how hard he hit Corbetti, man. He milked it. Seen it. Come on, bar. <laughs> nah, penalty. Ah, play on, mate. Play on for me. Just just move on. Like honestly, it did nothing to the game. Corbetti played on and carried on to play the match, mate. If if he had broke his nose or maybe got a black eye out of it, then yeah. Um, but play on for me. I don't know. What what do you think? Double eight, double three. What do you think? Yellow, penalty, red, or play on? I think play on, and that's me. Come see me. Bring some heat. <laughs> well, we've got plenty. <laughs> we've got plenty of it here. Um, how's this, boys? Isn't the isn't it the bureaucrats who make the rules at the IRB f- at fault, not the ref? Is the word in, word intent in the laws? Biggest disappointment was Bill Beaumont got re-elected over Augustine P. Shot. We know the Poms want a slow, dull, boring brand to keep their teams in with a shot. <laughs> that is heat. <laughs> That is some heat there, and I totally agree with that. Augustine Pishot, mate, he should have been in there. <coughs> Sorry. He showed, he totally should have been um, appointed, but anyway, he wasn't to be appointed. And, mate, this was another message here, actually, um, I'll delve into. Good morning, gents. I feel the red card was unjustified and the new rule was great. My question for you blokes is, it could have it could have it gone the other way with the Aussie player touching Barrett in the air? Just the thought. Maka. So, um, mate, that's that's fair, a fair thought, Macca. I, t- I totally think, well, that's that's the rule, isn't it? A player in the air has all rights. If you touch the player, then it should be a penalty the other way. That's, w- that's what I mean. And Corobetti's obviously touched them, and that's made his feet go backwards, and that's how it's kicked them in the head. 
So, fair call, Mac. I totally agree with you, mate. If you touch the player in the air, it's it's a penalty to the player in the air. And so, Craig agrees, is he? And what's the deal with taking someone in the air? I thought he should have been allowed to come down before a tackle is attempted made. This is a this is where rugby kind of loses a lot of people. It's like remember when we were we were talking about jumping in the air, and so okay, if you've got the ball in handers and you're about to do a big goose step, but instead of gooseying, you see someone coming across the tackle, you you jump in the air and put yourself <laughs> in the air, and then get chopped out. Yep. Or like if you're diving for the corner mm. and someone undercuts you, you know, there's so many kind of yeah. intricacies in the laws, isn't there? Well, there is, mate. Well, you just look back to British and Irish Lions 2017 when um, Carl Sinclair. Uh, <clears throat> goes to catch the ball and he jumps because he got a pass from the halfback that was quite high, so he jumps up in the air. Charlie Farmwina's coming forward, and he ca- he's, he's braced to make a tackle. Yeah, but because he jumps, he takes or tackles them in the air. Penalty. They kick a penalty goal and they win the game. They beat us in Wellington against the British and Irish Lions. See, that's where there's just such such shady ground. You know, there's so many shady spots within our rules at the moment, and it's a huge, huge talking point. And we know we got to keep. We're going to talk about player safety and, and keeping. Um, you know, people, um, you know, we've got to keep our players safe. And, that, and that's just the way it is. But um, there's, just, there's just so much uncertainty within within the rules. Like that, for me, that that penalty was diabolical. Cost us a game, so I was absolutely fuming. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's just ways around it that we need to do. Uh, need to go about it, mate. What about what about this before we get off to uh, get off to take a little pit stop before we get back to Tony Kemp and the Warriors? Jim from Tamuka, is he? I'll let you read this one, mate. He's come through <laughs> with the goods for you to cheer you up a little. Uh, dear Izzy, your hip hop with the boot on, bro. Don't let it stop you from living life, Jim and Tamuka. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Jim, mate. I will not let this stop me from living life. I actually have to say, my beautiful wife, she's just bought me a cup of tea. So Trudy, I'm in the good books. I bought she's bought me a cup of tea, so she's happy. Which is quite surprisingly, actually. I <laughs> thought she would have been absolutely I thought she would have been so angry after I've done this, but she has been really, really supportive, which is amazing. So thank you, Dom. <laughs> have you tasted the tea? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I've been texting her. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No. <laughs> At least it's not a plate of spag bowl to the face on your lovely white shirt there. It is Bears and Izzy for breakfast coming up twenty one minutes away from eight. We've got to get away because we've got to get back to Tony Kemp because the Warriors oh no, I'm glad Baz isn't here so we can finally speak some truths about the Warriors. They were diabolical and their behaviour is even worse. Back after this with Tony Kemp on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 16 minutes away from eight on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there for yesterday. If you're a Warriors fan and a father, though, um, look, block your ears. I'm sorry for what's about to happen, Izzy, because it was a tough watch, and I don't know what Tony Kemp's got for us. What do you reckon? Well, I, I'm unsure, but I'm just actually texting Baz at the moment, just giving him a wee update and talk, asking him about the Warriors. He's, you know, he doesn't really want to talk about it. He's pretty disappointed. So we thought we'd get Tony Kemp on, and, well... If Kempi's anything to go by his last chat, I can't wait to hear his review of last night's uh, match with the Warriors going down 44-0 against the Gold Coast Titans. Look, the Gold Coast Titans had a lot to play for. They they were playing for a top eight position. But Kempi, good morning, mate. What's your take, brother? Oh, morning, Hey, um, that's how bad they are. They go down by 40, and Baz decides that he's too sick to come to work. And they say, mate. It's um oh look I'm I'm not going to candy coat it it's, it was a bucket of turd really yesterday for their um their last game like 
I thought that a few of their players really um, got that frustrated with the with their season that uh, it all boiled mm. over in the end and the way that they finished the season, especially with Matt Hodge walking down the down the sideline doing the fingers to the to the supporters is is not yeah. a good look for what about a, that? a team that has really struggled all year. Yeah. He's just signed for the for the team as well, and he's been given an opportunity. What does that do for his chances? Surely you've been a bit of hot water for that. Yeah, well, well it's really interesting that you raised that. Is he, you, 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 you sound like a really bright man. You know what the word nepotism means, don't you? Hey, that, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you really yeah. shortly. Ne- <laughs> nepotism basically means that you give most of your money at the club to, to, to your relative, and you know his father-in-law, is it, don't you? No, no, recruitment manager or Sullivan. Yeah, his father, oh. his father-in-law's a Sullivan, the recruitment manager, and his son's a halfback. So, the first thing they need to sort out yeah, firstly is not not Matt Rodge walking down the sideline giving the finger to the crowd, but the nepotism that's in the club at the moment, where they're just giving all the money out to their relatives. Mate, they need to sign some decent players. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, Kempe, Kempe, there's a lot of clubs that wouldn't have touched Matt Lodge for for a variety of reasons as well, but we took a chance on him. How, how do you justify this, though, where he, on the field, when he's focused and playing well, he's kind of got that grunt that they might need, but it's like the Warriors got to a point now where they have to sign damaged goods if they want to actually compete? I think it'd be a lot easier to sign players um, if they bit the bullet, if Cameron George bit the bullet and stopped using the narrative that that COVID nineteen is an excuse, um, you know, with the with what's going on throughout uh, Australia, Melbourne, uh, and Sydney, especially, and every team is in the same boat. Moving up to Brisbane, it's a really um, easy get out of jail card to continue to say, "Oh, we're we're shifting schools." Like seriously, where would you rather be, mate? Would you rather be here fighting storms or on the Gold Coast where it's sunny and you can get out and have a swim and all that sort of stuff? Like, mm-hmm. just get on with it. Get on with it. And, and play rugby league, and and stop mm. looking at the excuse of COVID nineteen. Um, but they just, you know, to be brutally honest, fellas, they just haven't got the they haven't got the, the mix right. Um, Matt Lodge, like New Zealand's got one a dozen as far as front rows go. You know, the, I don't mm. know if you guys know, um, but last night the young halfback that came on and played hooker, he was a, he was a player of the Warriors let go. Pat Herbert was a centre they let go for. You and Aiken that, that ended up in the second row, and of course you you had a front row running around um, for the Gold Coast Titans who the Warriors let go again. So the three players on the opposite side they let go because they thought they weren't good enough, but they come back and they stick it up and they make it. They make the eight. You know, it's just the recruitment strategy is just awful. And and if we think that Sean Johnson's coming back at 32 to be the saviour of this club, he ain't going to play much football next year. But um, Izzy, you know that you get injured when you're 32, and, mm. you, and you, you'll be out longer than he's in. You know what I mean? So um, Matt Lodge yeah. spent more time on the sideline than he, than he played for the Warriors with the, with the suspensions. It's just a really yeah. bad mix. And, and, to, and to boot, they got no hooker. Their hooker can't tackle, mate. You watched yeah. that guy last night. No, who's, who's the hooker? I turned it off after getting a uh-huh. hiding, mate. Turned it over at about half time. <laughs> Well, at least you come to work. (laughs) 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 To be be fair, Baz is off for his other job that pays a bit more. (laughs) No, Baz has got to go. But where do they go now, Kempi? Where do they go now? Where do the Warriors go? This this is surely a big dent in in their aura, in their mana. Oh, yeah, look, we ain't going anywhere, put it that way. So the first thing is the supporters ain't going anywhere. They're the the most resilient people out. So we're always going to support mm. our team. 
But what what really needs to happen is, um, and I'm not having a shot at Cameron George, but Cameron George needs to to isolate himself from the friendships that he has inside that um, that group of coaches and and recruitment staff, and really get someone who's going to give him an unbiased view on what's going wrong with that with that team. You know, he's he's too close to to the to the football staff. He's too close to the recruitment manager. And just so that you know, the coach and the recruitment manager that they're all in the same stable um, and it just can't work because you, you're just filling you're filling holes with people um, that you want to give money to that's that, that's why I said nepotism you know and what Cameron needs is he needs he needs a strategy that's really going to get him into the eight and it's, it's not rocket science that, the hooker that they they let go three I don't know if you know Izzy but they let go three hookers one of them's playing in the one of them um, one of them Played first grade, I think. Two of them actually, one for Manly, one for Sydney City, and yep. this one that we got, mate. Honestly, if we think that he's going to take us to a to a final series, let alone win one, you got rocks in your head. That don't that ain't rocket science. So you want to you want to talk about signing Matt Lodges and the Fanua Blakes? It's a waste of time and bringing Sean Johnson back if you haven't got a hooker who basically is the, the, the driver of your car around the field for eighty minutes. But, and not, for, for the life of me, I don't know what they're thinking. Mm, yeah, it's a bit bleak, Tony, waking up this morning. But we just, like, well, we just do what every Warriors fan does every season. We we watch the NRL finals, we fall back in love with rugby league again for what it is, and then we turn up next year full of beans. There's a text here, boys. Can you ask Kempi he's who he's picking to win the comp, please? You should have put your name because it's a good question. Who do you reckon, Kempi? Oh, look, I think I think the, on everyone's lips of uh, Penrith and Melbourne, but I think the real Smokies um, after. What Saturday's night effort by uh, Tom Trebojevic is manly. You know, like he oh, he turned really? that team into something else. Um, and if anyone should have had a shot at the NFL, it's Tom Trebojevic. No one can tackle him. You know, he's he's very <laughs> challenging as a player. Um, he he, make, he makes everyone on the field, especially on his side, lift to another level. And I think they're the real smoky. I think if they can uh, get past Melbourne, I think Melbourne are a bit scratchy at the moment. So I think if they can get past Melbourne this weekend, I definitely think Manly are a chance on the back of Tom Dravoyevich as long as he can stay on the pitch. But the but the but the easy money um, would be to put it on Melbourne and Penrith because of the the run that they get to the finals. No one's ever won it outside the four. Um, you know they they basically got the advantage this week. There's no home advantage um, given that this yeah. we're in this COVID situation. But yeah, if I if I was to to, to lay some money, I'd I'd lay it on Manly as a smoky. But my 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 big money would go on either Melbourne or Penrith. Hey, unlike unlike the guy yesterday, I don't know if you saw the bet, but there was a guy yesterday who put a dollar to he put a dollar to um a dollar dollar multi down for the Warriors to be kept to zero, and backed it up with the West Tigers to be kept to zero and picked up thirteen grand. <laughs> wow! Unbelievable. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Oh, I'm glad somebody's profiting. Mate, we, had, we had Bruce Sherrick on last week, mate. He was great, Chad. He had some great things to say about you, though. Did you hear that little conversation? Did you hear about that little conversation? Mate, he, mate, he, he, the, the thing about Bruce, he would have tied you up in knots, mate. You can, you can talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles, that bloke. Um, <laughs> and I know, That's I what know he given said. that he's, and I know, And I know, given that... Um, He's a player agent. He would have had you and Bears tied up and not smoking and convinced you that you were wrong about me. 10% so, share. Just to go. 10%, <laughs> you reckon? That, 
That's it, mate. Well, you, you guys watch that program, Suits? <laughs> yeah. He's Lewis, he's Lewis mm-hmm. Litt, mate. <laughs> Lewis <Yeah>. Litt. <laughs> he's actually a, he's a, spit, he's a spitting image, too. Oh, you're, you're his blue glass. Kimpy, appreciate it, mate. Kimpy, actually, if you can answer oh. in 10 seconds, Kimpy, I'm asking people for our choices flooring poll here. I just need a real quick answer. Geordie Barrett, I know you would have seen it. Yellow, red, play on, or a penalty? Oh, play on. Play Gee, on. Harden up, rugby. <laughs> 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 there you go, Kimpy. Thank you, Kimpy. You back me up, brother. Good, Good stuff. You're a lad. Hard <laughs> up. It's hard luck for the Warriors and hard up rugby. There you go. That's Tony Kemp's view. It's list- you listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're six and a half minutes away from eight o'clock. We're back to wrap up the hour. Matt Todd coming up after the news as well. It is six minutes away from eight. Coming up to the news with Trudy Izzy, that was Tony Kemp, the former Warriors coach and Kiwis legend. The boys in the back room, Joe and Kieran, are scarred just from having to pick up the phone. He was hot. <laughs> he was on fire, mate. And I, I was actually wondering, Joe, if he was going to throw out the dump button there because he actually threw an <laughs> F-bomb into the mix too. No, so. no he, it, was, it was Bucket. <laughs> oh, was it? Yes! Oh, was it though? <laughs> was it though? It was not Louis. Calm down, Louis. Turn your ears off. Okay, okay. We know Sam's listening. It was Bucket, Sam. Sorry, it was Bucket. Anyway, anyway. It was um, Mate, he brought some heat. He brought some heat and some passions and some great little uh, insights to, to the Warriors and what they need to do. And, hey, that doesn't get any traction. I don't know what will, because that was some great heat. Okay, great the, work, Louis. there you go. Tony Kemp, do you agree with them? Are they a basket case, and do they need to completely overhaul their recruitment strategy? Get in touch with us. The news is next with Trudy. For Kubota together, we are building and shaping New Zealand. You go get yourself a McCafe coffee today, mate. Cheer yourself up with your broken foot. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ and it's just after 8 a.m. in the morning and wow, we've had an amazing show so far and Trudy, if I have $15 million to buy a house in Remira, wow, good luck to me. What an absolute doozy. Is this house made of gold or what? Because $15 million, what's going on in New Zealand, mate? The housing price is out the gate. Unbelievable. Anyway, I've drifted off on a wee tangent. I've lost my chain of thought. Here we are. We've got a great show coming up. We've got a great show coming up for last hour. We've got Matt Todd joining us. He's just about to embark on his journey back to Japan as he goes over and plays for Toshiba. So it'll be great to chat to him about his uh, journey going forward over in Japan and also just get a little bit of an insight into what he saw from the All Blacks first the Wallabies overnight. So it'll be awesome to chat to him. Then we've got Grant Elliott coming up. Uh, obviously, Black Caps last night. Getting an amazing win against the Bangladesh Tigers. Not only amazing, they beat them by 52 runs. Ajaz Patel taking four wickets. Uh, Blundell and uh, Nichols putting on an absolute uh, clinic for a fifth wicket um, partnership to sell them home to a 120. And actually, it was great thoughts from Bears that, you know, just putting their egos to the side, saying that 120 is probably an achievable score to get to. So just. Yeah, setting up a great performance, and then we'll get into the doyen of sports smithy a bit later on in the show, but before then, we're going to read a few texts. got a text here. Morning, boys. Off the cuff here, but would love to know how Izzy would feel over a six-foot putt for the FedEx, and it's a 15 million US dollar putt. My knees would be knocking for sure, and that's from Adam. Well, Adam, mate, 
I don't know if you know, but if you know anyone that plays golf with me, they'll be able to confirm this. Um, get a little bit of the yips about two foot out. Get a bit of the yip. So that's for a twenty dollar putt, mate. So if I was putting for fifteen million, you can imagine what's going through my head. I would absolutely be shunting. So no, I've got a lot of appreciation. I've got a, I've got a lot of appreciation for these top line uh, golfers, mate. I was watching Patrick Cantlay um, last week when he was playing the BMW Championship against Bryce and DeChambeau, and just seeing his clutch putts, and they were over seven feet, you know, like unbelievable putts to, to take it to another playoff, six playoff holes, and then he got the win, mate. Unreal. So, no, a lot of appreciation for what they do. Also got another just quick mes- uh, uh, text message before I get to Toddy. If Murphy had any B-A-L-L-S as a referee, he would have ignored the TMO <laughs> chiming in. I've seen Wayne Barnes and Nigel Owens do it in a test match, brushing off a TMO, chiming in with disgust and playing on. I guess that's the difference between an elite referee and a rookie Aussie referee. Ah, there's some hate being put on Damon Murphy. And, well, I want to see what Matt Todd's got to say about this. We got him on the line. Good morning, Toddy, my mate. How are you? Good, Izzy, mate. How are you going? We're going good, mate. Going good. How are you? What, what, what have you been up to, my mate? No, nah, just a quiet morning, just getting the kids ready for another exciting day of homeschooling. Um, but apart from that, boozy <laughs> uh, <pretty> morning. <laughs> nice, mate. How's the homeschooling been going? Because Trudy got an email from the principal um, the other night. You haven't had any emails from the principal saying that Sadie hasn't been doing her homeschooling? Nah, but the enthusiasm for them's definitely waiting. First cut, like few days or even weeks was good. They were excited about it, but it's just, it's dragging now. <laughs> <laughs> nice, mate. You're a good father. I must be able to confirm that you're an awesome dad. So, mate, what are you? What have you been up to? What, what's what's ahead for you? This you're heading back over to Japan in a in a couple of weeks or in a week or so? Couple of days, actually. Yep. So we're back to Japan. Oh. The whole families we're packing up, heading over, which will be, you know, exciting but um, challenging at the same time. with sort of the COVID situation over there at the moment. But yes, yeah, so packing up and off to Japan in a few days. Um, for another season over there with Toshiba and the and the new they've changed it from the top league to a new pro league. So um yeah, yeah that'll be exciting. That kicks off in January, so a few months to grind through the preseason before then, but um yeah, looking forward to getting up there. <laughs> hey Matt, Louie here, mate. It's a, one of our McCafe coffee catch ups, which we only reserve for heavy hitters and we've had some greats. Um, you know, your Wendell Sailors, your Stephen Flemings, all, all sorts, sort of, um, uh, what do we have, Isha Gua as well, some proper superstars, but 140 cap crusader, 25 for the All Blacks, and a Kaipoi rugby legend. I think this probably takes the cake for me. Um, so, pleasure to have you on the show, mate. You still around the traps down there in North Canterbury? Thanks, that's a hell of an intro. You must have really been scraping the barrel today, but I'll take that nice introduction. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, it's, it's alright. Um, he's a kaipui. He's a kaipui bloody uh, president kaipui. old toddy, mate. Is he? He lives in kaipui. Oh. He denies it, but I tell him every time he he lives in kaipui, but he tries to claim park. <laughs> just embrace it, is he? Yeah, he wants to be more like Stephen boys... Fleming and less like Matt Todd. I <laughs> yeah, reckon. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, calm down, Toddy. Calm down. Hey, Toddy, I have to tell you this here. You, you're actually a screensaver on Louis' laptop. <laughs> well, no, easy, easy. And look, it's just because there's not too many All Blacks that come from this area, that part of the world, all right? So growing up out in Leithfield, it's kind of like you kind of attach your latch on to the closest star you've got. So, Matt, Todd, many people just thought he was the guy in the headgear. I knew exactly who he was. So there you go. Um, that's one for you, Toddy. Hey, watching last night, the loose Fords, I just thought, they they put on a clinic and, and you saw a carer on the outside running running havoc but really it was the kind of working tight as well from Scott Barrett and of course Brody that kind of meant that they could do that from what I could tell were you impressed to see those loose forwards be able to unshackle like they did yeah I think it was very impressive like say it started you know the, the big boys up front were physically dominant and then it's great to see a carer having a good you know, he's been able to put a few starts together and just show him what he's capable of doing. He was outstanding last night. Just his ability to beat defenders, create havoc every time he had the ball. It's given the All Blacks a real point of difference. And um, just the, the intent across the board from the All Blacks was great to see. Um, and, you know, Aussie couldn't really match it. Hey, uh, we're talking to Matt Todd. Give us a text if you've got any questions for, for Matty Todd, double eight double three. Toddy, I want to ask you about... Um, one thing I've just seen over, uh, from the All Blacks over the last couple of games is Aussie, they're getting a lot of inroads around that first, second and third defender around the ruck. You know, Tate McDermott and, and Co are just making a lot of gains here. Can you give us your thoughts on, on how the All Blacks could probably fix that up or, or what, what you're kind of seeing? Because uh, if there's any flaw that I thought last night, that was probably the only one, just that defensive round the one, two and, and third year on, on either side of the ruck. Yeah, I agree. Both um, Tate McDermott and even Nick White, when he came on, was able to exploit, um, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, gaps through there. And I guess moving forward, when you look into South Africa and they've got Faf and, and his running game around, there'll be something they need to address. Mm. I guess it's just the speed to set. You know, when you're not quite set, you're indecisive and, um, you know, the nine can then get out and sort of attack you. Whereas if you're set, you know, he, yeah. you take away his time and space and he has to make a decision early. So... I'm sure that's yeah. something Stormy will be working with them over the next, you know, couple of weeks to get that area right, you know, until they um, move into those games against fifth and that. But, um, yeah. And even that, you know, a couple of pick and goes through, like Pete Samu went through with a week pick and go and Samu Krivi got called back for the same thing. So I think just the urgency to set and just awareness of where the ball is and taking away that nine's time so he can't get out and, and start to put the defence into minds. Yeah, nice, nice. Hey, but what about Brody Retallick, mate? You've played a lot with him, and I thought he's gone from strength to strength, and last night he was unbelievable. What's it like having him on, him on your side rather than playing against him? Yeah, he's outstanding. He looks refreshed after a little bit of time up in Japan and, and back to his best. He just yeah. gives that real physical presence, you know. He's, he's into the Aussies everywhere, and when he's carrying, he's beating people. He's, you know, putting shoulders into people that break down and just, setting the tone for the rest of the four pack. And it's a reasonably young type five, um, you know, out there at the moment. And he was certainly mm. leading from the front and it just it sets the tone for everyone else and it you know, it makes their job easier to sort of just follow me and, and they know what they're doing. And Scooter was good as well, you know, it's good to see him get some good minutes and put a good performance in to complement um the big guzzler out there as well. And he's great, you know, he's yeah. great, you know, after a bit of chat from the Aussies leading into that second test, he really I guess set the tone around that and he continued to add into last night's game as well.
Yeah, the, the pack really looked in sync, doesn't it? There's a text here from Trent uh, Toddy on your area of expertise. Still wonder about Dalton as he seems to come in and out of a game. As an open side flanker, how do you kind of remedy that or, or is that something that you saw or not at all? I think it's sort of more the the style of game the All Blacks play. That's their seven often. It's just about doing the sort of unseen work, making sure um, mm. you know, from a tech point of view, securing the breakdown. They've got so much attacking straight power across the board. You don't need everyone to be, I guess, getting a ton of carries or, or a ton of touches. You know, he's securing the ball, making sure it's quick ball, um, and just doing his job really well. And it might not be real obvious, but he's doing an important role mm. for the team. So I think, you know, he knows his role and, he, and he's doing it well. And defensively, he's, he's getting through plenty of work, and that's what you want from your seven. Nice, Toddy. Hey, Toddy, I've got to ask you. This has been a, a talking subject for for to, a talking topic for today's show. The Geordie Barrett red card, mate. What's your take on it? Yeah, I think it's very tough. You know, you'd obviously know a lot more than me about taking a high ball, but when you're up there, he's got eyes on the ball. You know, the man in there, he should be able to protect himself. And Corabidi's run into his foot, really, hasn't he? And he's he's hard done. Might he get yeah. red carded for that? Um, you got to feel for yeah. him, surely. The common sense prevails and there's no suspension or anything coming from that. I've been saying it all day, mate, and you've backed me up as someone that's got so much experience. I know I've seen you catch a few eyeballs, Toddy. You're not bad, mate. You, I must admit, you are the bloody hardest worker I've ever, I've ever played with. You've got a big old ticker on you, so I love playing with you, mate. But I know you're a Warriors supporter too, mate, and I have to ask you about this. What, what, do, what do Warriors need to do, my brother? What do they need to do? Yeah, not a great finish. Hey, it, was, it was setting up for a good Sunday sport Warriors into the All Blacks, but the Warriors didn't quite um, live up to their end of the bargain, did they? It was a tough watch. I don't know. It's it's, yeah. it's tough. They've been on the road for two years. It looks like they'll be on the road a bit more next year. And they they sort of seem to... I've had a lot of players come in mid-season. I don't know. They would have had four or five new guys added to the team. So yeah. it can't be easy when you're getting that many new guys into the into the team to build that cohesion and so hopefully with those recruits they get a, a full pre-season with them in now and you know Sean Johnson's on the way so hopefully he can sort of re, um, bring a bit of his magic from um, past years back and because there's some good pieces there it's just about putting it all together and mm. um, inconsistency like the Warriors like you sort of give up on them and then they get on a wee winning streak and you think they're charts again and you get back on the get excited and they come up short again so it's a tough mm. it's a tough follow <laughs> being a Warriors fan oh it's very tough and then you tune into <laughs> SENZ wherever you are around the country and you hear Tony Pike uh, Tony, Tony Pike Tony Kemp come on and absolutely stick the boot in the, to them and um, look he's probably rightly so it's almost like so Torhu Harris was out right and it's those guys that just those workman like consistent players I think of a Simon Mannering or even yourself for the Crusaders for so many years Matt it's, it's kind of when they when miss those players there's no one that really picks up that workload, which is kind of hard to watch as a fan. Hey, you're a dad, though, so happy Father's Day for yesterday. There's no way you had a worse weekend than Izzy Dag, right? Nah, no way. It'd be tough to, <laughs> to have a worse weekend than Izzy. That's a blowout. Daisy's oh, da- almost probably had a worse <sighs> one because she's going to be carrying the load for the next few months, so he's just going to be putting his feet up. Daisy, get me this. How good, me mate. <laughs> I've got my bow, mate. I've got my bow ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Oh, you're an absolute champ, Toddy. We'll have to let you go, mate. Uh, all the best over in Japan, and uh, you're just like Baz, you're going to earn your yen. So come back full pockets and look forward to catching up soon, my brother. I know. Thanks very much for having me, guys. No worries. Awesome, awesome. Um, Izzy, a couple of things there. Hey, what a legend. Yeah. What a, what an absolute icon yeah. of the mainland, Matt Todd. But B, are you actually going to get a bell? And if you are, can we, <laughs> I'd love I'd love to hear it on air tomorrow, like a ding, ding. And, oh, I just, how well, grating would know. that be Trudy, for Daisy? Tr- Trudy, would that be a good idea or a bad idea? Like, I'm just thinking, like, she obviously needs to know if, when I need something. I'm just wondering. What are your thoughts? The ba- you're talking about the bell? The bell. This is a snap yeah. choices flooring pole, Trudy. Yes oh, or right. no, bell, good idea or not? Oh, um, the look, the look on your face says it all. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of something. Of, she's her name's Daisy, so maybe like a cowbell. Oh. <laughs> like the Molu bell. No, they are horrific. Hey, just Izzy. to try and make it funny, because <laughs> it wouldn't be funny oh, just ringing a bell to get it. It wouldn't just be make, funny. Yeah, put a smile oh. on your face and use a cowbell. It, look, I don't know. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. How awkward do you feel and when you go to the, when you go to the dentist or and you have to get to the reception? <laughs> yeah, and then you hit the bell because they're not at the desk. There's nothing more condescending yeah, on her. Reckon, I like I feel so bad so ringing a bell. Have, you have to make it funny. And a maid's outfit. Sorry. I think that's creeping into other <laughs> it's territories. It's not like she has much else on her plate. If, you know, it's not like she has two kids and a puppy to look after. It's, it's fine. She'll find time for me. <laughs> double eight, anyway, double I'm just I'm throwing myself <laughs> under the bus here. I think you might be. And me, and yeah. me too, right. so don't worry. Yeah, look, let's move on. Double eight, double three. How good does Toddy go? Reckon he should slide into media when he's done. Unnamed texter. Leave your name on your texts. We'd love to let Toddy know. He was awesome. He's a good man. A hell of an open side flanker. A real workhorse. And uh, it was awesome to have him on the show for a McCafe coffee catch-up, which is where we reserve for the heavy hitters. Izzy, after this, we're going to catch up with Paul Moate, who uh, gave me a hiding in the weekend. How did you go on the punt? Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I, I um, Look, I'll, I'll, I was going to go Avantage into a tissue, but I didn't. Then I went Francesca into a tissue. Oh. Francesca actually won, and it was awesome. And I was like, sweet. So I was on, and then a tissue went all fall down. So, yeah, a hiding, mate. <laughs> That's all right. No T- good. Tough weekend for the Ismaster. We'll be back after this on Baz and Izzy for breakfast to hear what Paul Moate has to say. Double eight, double three. Keep your texts coming in, though. Uh, you heard Matt Todd say on Geordie Barrett, there's still still lots of feedback coming through. It looks like the defender, Corabetti, ran into his foot, as Toddy said. Do you agree with that? That's our weekend choices flooring poll as well. We're going to come back with the answers just after 8.30. Plenty of live sport to update after this, too. I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast for Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. <laughs> oh, oh, there's just there's just no way. There's just no way you could ever get away with that. Is he? It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Twenty four minutes past eight. Izzy has asked the question: Should he get a bell for, since he has a broken foot to ring Daisy? And you've just heard it. There's just no way. I reckon that's great, chat. Someone's actually texted and said walkie-talkies. Phil from Hastings. That's a great idea. Walkie- <laughs> hey, Daze, Daze, are you there? Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Copy. Uh, that's, there's no way that... that oh. <laughs> read Jim's text, is he? I think that's where you'd be going. Yeah, yeah this, this is where I'm probably heading. Bell equals divorce. 
Don't ring it, Izzy. Employ your kids and pay kids wages. Jim Tamuka. <laughs> that is a great idea. <laughs> but my kids, mate, I asked them to do something. They just run off and laugh at me. So they're not even they're not even the hell. Jim Tamuka, that is a great <laughs> Oh, oh well. no. That's quite sad really. Um well let's, let's I might just do it the normal way and just we text message. But anyway, Paul from Moari, uh, Paul Moari from the TAB might know. Yeah, Paul. Do Morning, you, Paul. Do you use a bell in just in um, regular life, Paul? You might not be injured, but do you have a <laughs> bell system running in your uh, fare? Right. If I had a bell system, you'd be reading my obituary uh, <laughs> in a couple of days' time. There's no way that would work. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Don't know if you've heard. I can't believe. Yeah. Don't know if you heard, Paul. I broke my leg, mate. So I need something in oh. some on some port of communication. Yeah. Oh, is he? Oh no! I'll, I'll just... tell you. I'll tell you what. In in nineteen ninety seven, the movie that won the best picture Oscar was The English Patient. I I think Netflix should send a camera crew out to Ahoka. And they could call the docu- <laughs> They could call the documentary The Mouldy Patient. And. Uh, <laughs> and oh, don't worry, mate. I'll be milking be, it. <laughs> episode one could be. Daisy going to be busy looking after Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're a champion, mate. That's right, Paul. Oh. Okay. Is he, is yeah. he, the reason we think he a cowbell is because he is milking it so much. So that's where the kind of connection there's run. Paul, um, there's another text here that's just been putting the boot into Izzy. I love it. So we've been talking about the high ball today, right? And Corabita getting his face in the way of Geordie Barrett's foot. That's what Izzy says anyway. A lot of people don't agree. So the irony of someone ringing up to tell an OG member of the bomb squad how to catch high balls. But then the text Brett here goes on to say, I mean, you could tell Izzy has a, sh- a tissue tip made our multi fall down, but Come on, bro! You got to tell a former All Black how to uh, how to, if how you were taught to catch eyeballs. That's about right, April. <laughs> That's a hundred percent on the money. <laughs> oh, it, it was a hey. hard weekend on the punt. To be fair, it was hard. Mm. Mm. It so, was the TAB so, did all right though. It was it, it was an okay weekend, but to, to help you guys out, we'll I'll, look. We've we've put a few things together again. Um, mm-hmm. We've got. A $10,000 guaranteed first four on every race from Ashburton today. We've also got a $10,000 guaranteed terminating pick six at the Palmerston North Greyhounds today. And I know Izzy likes the bonus back races, so races one and two from Ashburton today are bonus back races. Once again, head to the TAB website for all the T's and C's. Hopefully you can find something that will... Hopefully Louie can help you find something, Izzy. Oh, I've told him. I said, Louie, you wow. got to bring some tips, mate, because that is a huge part of our show, and I love what the TAB about. Bonus backs, I love them. And I just have to say, a tissue, poorly ridden. Poorly ridden. Jockey ridden badly. So I apologise for that. Child Cancer Foundation, we will make one up for you later in the week, and we will get you those money because, yeah, I thought we were home and gravy there, but anyway... Heck of a had other options. But anyway. uh, it was a it was a tough ride. Paul, thank you for your time this morning. As always, we'll catch up with you again tomorrow. Uh, TAB, gee, they do good things for us. Promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. I was I was terrible in the weekend, Izzy. I just I got completely rattled by Avantage and Tavi Mac just running for what eighth and ninth together, and it kind yeah. of unravelled me.
I couldn't believe that, mate, because I've heard so much about Avantage. I was really excited. I was watching that, and then what was the masquerade? Mascarpone. Mascarpone. Mm. Mm. Good horse. Yeah, yeah, real Eight good horse. Too, 20 bucks or something. Yeah, that's right, mate. So that's a Graham Rogerson special, and I think they're taking that along with Bowden potentially across to Melbourne as well. So that's a horse to follow. Hey, Elephant, remember Elephant, our friend? Um, oh. Ran a second, and the chosen one ran third over in the Fian Stakes at Mooney Valley. So just outridden, really, by a Damien Oliver special up the rail on Superstorm. But the two mm. Kiwis... Doing superb stuff, and I tell you what, you you, ba- you keep backing a tissue, mate, because that mare, she is going to win a big race. Mm. The way she picked up ground, you, you don't really see horses yeah. do that. No, no, that's what I mean. It w- if it was mid midfield, it would have won that. So yeah, a tissue, I agree, totally backing it. Beautiful stuff. All right, well we've got Grant Elliott coming up after the news. Also, the results for our choices flooring weekend poll. Yellow card, red card, penalty, play on for Geordie Barrett. Izzy is hard in the play on camp. We've got lots of feedback coming through. Go to our Baz and Izzy for Breakfast Twitter account. If you want to vote, you've still got time. We'll get to the results after this, but it is time for the news with Trudy. For Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Nine o'clock on Baz and Izzy for Breakfast. Baz off to make a buck or two at the IPL. Izzy on one leg and myself, Louie, here getting you through the morning and just a little bit of live sport to update you on. Uh, Angelique Kerber has won her first set in her matchup today in the round of 16, I believe it is, at the uh, US Open, which is great news. She is 6-4 over Ferdinand. Ferd- Fernandez, get it out, Fernandez. So we've still got Merton Sabalenka and Muguruza to play later on today on the women's side. And at the Tour Championship in the golf, this is where they're up for the big bucks. Patrick Cantlay is scrapping and clawing. He is even for the round, is he? 20 under through 12 with John Rahm. One under for the round, one back and 19 under. Who are mm. you backing from here, bro? Oh, look... I want Patrick Cantlay to win. I want him to win. But he's up against John Rahm, who loves big moments, and he is so good. Uh, I'm picking Patrick Cantlay. There Patrick you Cantlay go. Bring it home. Paddy C, well, he has been playing in, in superb form, hasn't he? Hey, um, you were emphatic, Izzy, with your results in the, in the well, your choice in the choices flooring poll. You didn't really mince your words. You just thought it was play on, and fair enough. The Choices Flooring Inspiring Choices magazine, the ultimate bedroom style guide, is out now, so download today. Well, I've put it out there. You could text on double eight double three, and you certainly have done that, or you could go to our Baz and Izzy for Breakfast Twitter page. That's where you find the Choices Flooring poll, and you have had your choice. Izzy, the answer is 37.5% yellow card. Does that surprise you? Wow. That's very, very surprising to me. Um, look, I said it before. Everyone sees it differently. That Everyone has their own opinions. I just think from my observations and having been in those situations before and understanding what goes on in the air and knowing that, that Geordie, and, and from what I saw, I saw no intent with him kicking him in the head. I didn't see him potentially trying to kick Korobeti in the head potentially. That's, that's the only thing. That's my thought, and I thought it was just play on. But, hey, other people see it differently, and, look, everyone's got their own observations. It's great. That's why we do this. We want to have open conversations and be open about it. But we need to get it right. If we're going to get better and we're going to keep getting people in the game, we need to to get it right, those little decisions. 
bang on. I know Smithy will be able to touch on it a bit later in a bit more in depth too, and I know I'll be interested to see what kind of heat he's going to bring to this topic. Well, we've, we've got Albie on the line, 0800 150 811, the Kennard's higher yep. phone line. Before we get off to a break and then get back to Grant Elliott, Albie's got a question for you, is he, about um, on-field captaincy. Yep. Is that right, Albie? Yeah, that's right. I, um, I just sent a text and uh, I'm told to call you, so um, sometimes you like to hide behind those anonymous texts, but... Uh, yeah, the other one is observation. Do you think our All Black captains are a bit weak around refereeing just big decisions in the uh, big moments? Like Bruno back in 2017, that third test, Arnie during mm. the whole that red card process was unfolding. He wasn't even questioning or in the sort of space of the referee. You see some of the good referees, uh, captains in the past, they're sort of in that space where referees are making big calls. What's your view on that? Are they too scared from a PR perspective to challenge um, referees in the heat of the moment? I don't, I don't think they're scared or I don't think they're soft. I think the, the, the question is, the ref's already got it in his, in, his, in his mind. You know, he's already got his hand in his pocket. He's going to pull out that card. He's already made that decision. And I know what you mean. Like, we should always be questioning. You want your captain to question referees. Maybe before he goes to that situation where he's going to his card, maybe as a, as a captain you could probably question it a bit more. But, look, I've been out there before, and I've been out there when Rito was in that game in 2017. The ref had already made his decisions, you know. Like, that's the thing, and you can't turn back. You can't as a ref, they can't turn it back. They can't they can't go put the red card back in their pocket and say it. Um so look I don't think they're soft. I just think um refs have already made their decision. I just don't think uh, a moaning captain or, or a captain that's gonna go out there and, and it, it is not gonna persuade his decisions, if you know what I mean. Like he's already made that decision and uh, yeah, I just think he's He's already made a decision. I don't think if, if Artie or Rito or anyone like that was out there that they would have changed that decision. He already had that decision in his mind and nothing that they said would have changed it, I feel. That yeah. makes sense? Yeah. Love your show. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Albie. What do you, re- what do you, re- what do you reckon, Albie? Oh, yeah, yeah, once the decision's made, uh, so I agree, probably they can't do much. I was sort of in the lead-up when they... I know it's the heat of the battle and you you see that thing unfolding, maybe get in his ear, or what are you thinking here, mate? Yeah. Uh, to David Murphy, that sort of just chiming in that way? You just watch the ref say, like, as soon as someone goes and speaks to them, they just tell them to bugger off, you know? They like, bugger off, bugger off, because they need time to, to actually yeah, listen to the TMO well. and listen to watching the TV. So, like, yeah, it's just one of those things that, uh, it's a tough one, you know, like that's your, you want your captain to be able to make those those calls and, and the refs always say they only want one person talking to them and that's the captain. So they need to be able to listen to the captain as well, but at the moment they've got the decision to make and they've already made it in their head so they just switch off and, and, and go go along with that decision. So, nah, uh, I think that, yeah, they probably can't persuade his uh, decisions because he's already made it. That's my observation anyway. Beautiful. Thanks, Is, and thank you, Albie, for giving us a call. Like, it's a great question. Cheers, Albie. And I think Albie kind of hit it with the perception as well, as so it's really interesting mm. stuff. Great conversation and debate this morning. Grant Elliott watched the Black Caps last night. Oh, they got on the board. They got on the board with a great win, so we'll come back and debrief that on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's 21 minutes from nine. 16 minutes away from 9 o'clock and Ian Smith coming up after that. We've loved your calls on the Kennard's higher phone line this morning, so let's keep them rolling throughout the week. You might want to talk about the Black Caps because they got on the board, is he? They did, they did. The Black Caps are on the board in tricky conditions in Bangladesh where the home side has had some serious advantage over any touring party over recent times. 
Black Cats managed to peg one back and keep their five-match T20 series alive. Grant Elliott, Grant Elliott, the hairy javelin, is good enough to join us on the phone, mate, and he's going to give us a little insight into what went on last night and if they did take a bit of Baz McCullum's sweeping advice. Grunter, good morning, mate. Hey, boys, how's it going? Uh, tricky conditions in Bangladesh, but not as tricky in uh, your neck of the woods, Lizzie. Um, I was listening on Friday when I heard Baz. He sounded like a concerned parent leaving you. And uh, no doubt he's been on the blow. I'm sorry to hear that you've only got one hoop. Yes, mate, had a bit of an accident. But anyway, that's all right. Well, I'm still I'm still living. I've got my bowel at home, so Daisy's all sorted, mate. What, what do you reckon? Got any advice for me? You reckon I should get a bowel, Grunter? Um, no, I think that no, that, that'll wear thin pretty quickly. I reckon. Um, I think you know, maybe just go low, low key for a while, Izzy. To be in the good books, because as soon as you you have a one of the parents walking around with one hoof, it's not a not a good look. The other parent knows it's like no. like a bowler when a bowler goes down. On the field, and all the other bowlers are looking at each other, going, "We're going to have to bowl his overs in a test match." <laughs> so, yeah, just yes. pull your head in, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree, mate. I've been in those situations, eh? and then you start thinking, "Oh no, I'm going to have to finish this off, or I'm going to have to take that that winning conversion, mate." <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Totally, what know what you mean? But um, <laughs> hey, talk to us about the Black Caps, bud. Talk to us about the Black Caps last night. Unbelievable, like to be able to pick one back. What did you see from it? Yeah, unbelievable. So obviously the the first game, Black Cap struggled. And I mean, you know, I played mm. in those conditions. We heard Baz talk about the, how difficult batting was. We won the toss, we batted, we were skittled for 60. Yeah. Um, I, what I like to see in the second game is that we change the order around a little bit. So I think what they're yeah. looking at is right-hand, left-hand combination. So Hutch and Ravinda went out, Tom Latham came in. We didn't have that flurry of sort of right-handers coming in when you've got Shakib Al-Hassan. You know, world's number one, you know, um, all-rounder, P20 all-rounder. And also, I think he's, he's now over 200 wickets. So he uh, um, he's dangerous in those conditions. And all of their spinners are. Bowled on a length, variable bounce, variable turn. Mm. Um, and they struggle. But they adapted nicely in the second one. And then last night, we saw them winning the toss and having a bat. Um, and I thought, oh, that's gutsy and a, and a must-win. Um, and we posted anything over that sort of like 120 in Bangladesh. And you know, your mindset as a batter really has to be different because in, in New Zealand, what you're looking to do is you're looking to get 160 to 180. So you're looking to be aggressive. Yeah. What we did was we didn't lose wickets early on. We lost wickets early on in the other games. And we got wickets against Bangladesh. We had them fall down to the spit pretty, pretty early. So when you fall down in that power play, um, you, you're going to struggle to get back from that. So it was a, a much better outing. Uh, the spinners, obviously, absolutely dominating. So Adas Patel, now he's got six wickets. Um, Ravindra has got five, and McCombs got mm. five. And they're all on, on top of the uh, the bowling list there um, in, in Bangladesh, which is a, it's great. I mean, you know, the experience that these guys are going to get that they probably, uh, there's a lot of players over there that they wouldn't have got experience playing international cricket. So what we're doing is similar to you know, England, India, Aussie. They've almost got a second string team that has traveled and given experience. And a lot of these guys, because we've got such settled squads, 
wouldn't have had this experience. And they're going out there in tough conditions. They're experiencing international mm. cricket. And it's great to see guys like McConkie, AJS Patel, and Ratchan Ravindra with the ball who are just dominating in subcontinent conditions. Yeah, awesome. Do you reckon that they'll, like, because before this match, there was obviously a lot of doubt that they'll even pick up a game. Do you feel like the tactics that they're taking from this game could actually potentially turn into a, uh, a, a series-winning you know, competition for the Black Caps? Can they win the series now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we were, we were chatting on our, our show on Saturday. We've only won one game in a decade, um, limited overs game, uh, against Bangladesh. And that was a T20. So our record there is mm. not fantastic. I think that we showed last night. And remember, this is not our best team as well. The thing that yeah, does yeah. concern me is that we've got four seamers sitting on the sideline. Ideally, you'd see another spinner sitting on the sideline and maybe a batter who can bowl a little bit. Um, obviously, the balance of the team is not quite where it should be uh, in, in Bangladesh. But I think the confidence that we take from last night's game and showing how we execute, if we execute well with the ball and we put them under pressure, we can actually get them to make mistakes. Grant? Yep. Absolutely love your insights. Um, the, the one takeaway we probably need, though, from you is just confirming it's a it's a no to the bell. That's a hard no, or yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a hard no. I mean, you you won't be. You will have you have no who's left. You're going to be on your knees Izzy, if you use that bell. I know how these things work, and I strongly advise against the bell. He's a wise man. Okay, mate. I'll take your advice. You are a wise man. I've, I've spent a bit of time with you, Grunter. You're a good man. Cheers, brother. Thanks, Grant. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, fellas. No worries, Grant Elliott. Champion bloke, and I think that's wise, sage advice. We'll get some more wise advice from the doyen. Ian Smith, sleeping on it after this. And it's time to sleep on it with temper and smithy. I've got mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. Um, Izzy, I'll throw it to you, mate. There's just some fantastic texts here about how you're going to look like a bucket of pasta sauce if you get this bell. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. There's a lot of sensible uh, souls out there, eh? Look, maybe I'm not sensible. Maybe I'm, not, I'm thinking wrong. Or maybe I knocked my head when I fell off. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. Smithy. Good morning, Smithy. How are you? <laughs> oh, man. Talk about a weekend full of mishaps. Look at you as well. That, that big car stuff up to your knee. Oh. oh. <laughs> I think Baz has got out of know. Dodge at exactly the right time, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Smithy, Smithy, I know, I know, terrible for me. But I'm still alive, mate, I'm still here, and I'm still kicking with one leg. But anyway, what, what are your thoughts? Should I get a bell? You got a bell? You'd have a bell at home, wouldn't you? No, I'll tell you what works better, mate, just the, just the old clicking of the fingers. That's it. <laughs> I mean, you know, just, the, just the clicking of the fingers. Bit of a... Every now and then. You know, I don't think I'd invest in technology. I don't think there's an issue there, mate, to be fair. Look, look at this, hey! Look in the studio oh, this morning. I've got the old, uh, the old no. just had the tea and toast delivered to me. Yes, man. Yes, oh. I'm flipping. Was that tea just toast? Was that just a little whistle? Was it? Well, can, give us one of your your nice yeah. whistles. Give us a little. No, 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 no. I, I can't give the because that's a trademark. It's it's like a because oh. if I 
there's whistles and there's whistles, you see. There's whistles for certain people in the family. Um, and, and you've got to, it's like working dogs, you know, you, you've, got to, you've got to make sure yeah. you get the whistle right, because if you, otherwise you'll get the wrong one bringing the sheep in, you see, and they'll be bringing them through the wrong gate. So I've learned this from my father-in-law, who's um, very, very good at training uh, working dogs. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. the secret, of, and you, once you've got it, once you've got it mastered, you don't pass it on. It's, it's in the will. It's in the oh. will, passed down oh, in the will. My. So um, you my have suggestion everything. to you, Israel. Yeah, well, if you're going to use the bell, I suggest a full-face yeah. helmet. If you, <laughs> that would be my <laughs> wearing a full-face helmet to work. Oh, thanks, Billy. Thanks, oh, Billy. Great no, advice no, from no, a wise no, no, man. I, I actually, you are a wise man. Actually, mate. I apologise. I apologise about the working dogs thing as well. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, <laughs> that's the last, that is the last breakfast I'm getting. I can just sense it already. <laughs> don't worry. What, what have you got for Smithy quick, no. is it? I've got, here we go. I've got one for you. Tip a little sleep on it, Smithy. There was a te- uh, tweet the other day from Kevin Peterson. He said, in 2026, there will only be a few test match cricketing nations. England, India, Australia, possibly South Africa and Pakistan. I want to hear your thoughts on that, mate. 2026, oh, I don't know what test it, matches dying. He, 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 clearly, he clearly has been using the bell at home. <laughs> Um, because he's copped one <laughs> to the bonds and he's not thinking straight. Uh, look, honestly, that's yeah. that's. How, I, how can you rule out? How can you rule out? How can he rule out? How can he rule out? Hey, just sleep on it, New Smithy. Zealand. We're the, just, we're just, the world <laughs> champions. <laughs> sleep on oh, it. Bring oh, some oh, heat oh, tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> oh, sleep oh. on it. Sleep on it, Smithy. Thank you so much, Smithy. I hope you have oh. a great show and look forward to listening Thank to your you. sermon, mate. It is my highlight of the day. Thank you so much. <laughs> and there you go. We've had a great show, Louis. We've had an unbelievable show. Great to be able to chew the fat. We've had some interesting topics. Obviously, a big one. I know Smithy will be able to delve into it a bit more into detail. The Geordie Barrett red card, what he thought. Um, I thought it was an absolute shambles. But anyway, that's me. I was my own little thoughts on it. We've had some great text messages. We had some great calls. Thanks so much for your calls. We love hearing from you. We love chewing the fat. Agree or disagree, we want to hear from you more. So keep them in. We've got some great text messages here too. We've got the last one I'll leave you with. Get a bell, bro. Daisy will take the ball out and put it in her purse with the other two. And that's for my brother. <laughs> he is an absolute lad. But thanks to our team, Trudy, Louie, Karen, and Joe. Love yous. Have a great day. Kakite anō. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.